Hola. Hola, Charlito. Charlito. Hola, Charlie. Hey Charlie. Okay, Charlie. Is your name Charles? It's Charlie, not Charles. My brother Maine. What's going on, Charlie? Vargas? Mr. Being Cool <laughs> is not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? How you doing, Chuck? I'm doing all right, man. Yeah? I'm doing all right. Thank you so much. I'm very happy that you're invite. here, man. I'm here. I've seen what you've been doing. I'm happy for you. Love what you're doing. You know, glad I'm able to kind of be a part of the experience, you know? So, Word. this is good stuff. You know, I was just telling Sam how you are responsible for so many good moments that I had in my mid-20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. You know, your parties did something to me, man. It was, uh, it was my escape, you know, at the time, either I was in law school or I was uh, starting my legal profession, okay. and, and I always saw your parties as, as like, a beautiful escape. Oh, man, and it always did that. It never failed. And your parties always met beautiful people, smart people, people that were doing their thing, different people, people that came from different places yeah. that, that uh, really brought so much diversity to New York. And... Um, and it was through those experiences that I really learned a lot about not only New Yorkers, but people of color mm. from Europe, mm. right? People of color from California, from Detroit, from Ohio. You seem to bring that all together. So I appreciate it's you community, that. community, bro. That was community. You're part of it. Don't, you know, don't act like you're not a part of it. Yeah, Supporting. but I didn't throw it, brother. I just showed yeah, up. But still, it's a, team, it's a teamwork effort. <laughs> it's like, you know, if no one's there, yeah. you know, did it really happen? So... You know, I'm glad you, you know, were able to come through and experience it, you know, because, yeah, you're a part of the whole community. It's a community. It's a team. It's a, it's a vibe like that. My brother, well, thank you for embracing me, man. Um, you know, where do we start, man? We've seen the yin and the yang of humanity this year. So oh, yeah. how are you holding up? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I think the health is in order. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is good there. The financials, my bills are being paid. Everything's good. sorted out, you know. And after that, everything was extra credit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that obviously extends to my, my family and my close friends as well. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm holding up pretty good. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, flow through it all, just kind of experience it, mm -hmm. understand it, make sense of it. And it's just kind of a unique experience that I thought I would, I don't think I'd ever really even thought that I would be living through an experience that people are going to be reading about in the history books. Right. You know, I've read right. Tons of things that have happened throughout humanity, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, but to actually be living through, like, damn, yeah. that's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> straight up. So, yeah. it's an interesting time, you know, but I'm finding my balance in it, within it all and just like being involved and being aware and being present, you know, and just, just kind of like being respectful mm -hmm. of like what it all is to be to kind of like live through something like this the good, yeah. the bad, and, you know, everything in between. Right. That's such yeah. a healthy perspective. You know? yeah. And you've always had a healthy perspective. I try Ever to since I've known you, man. You know, you've always been chilled, even keeled, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You should, you know, you should have been born a Libra, bro. Mm, that's my brother. That's your brother? My brother's a Libra, okay. so... Okay, okay. <coughs> shout out to Javits, September 25th. 
Shout out to all Libras as well, because my good friend, we're close friends. Uh, she's a Libra as well, mm. Atiba. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Libra, Libra's got it. Libra's yeah. got it. But I'm okay. a Taurus man, you know. What are you guys then again, for? Then again, I think my, I think, what is it? I don't know, the rising? What's it? I think one of them are in Libra. Really? I think, what is it? What's, I think one of them is a rising sun. You know, I should be paid better attention to this. Yeah, I think I think that was probably something that you that you said to a really beautiful girl, like, "Oh, you're no, a no, no, no. Like somebody there's told, something in common." No, no, no. <laughs> somebody told me. Somebody, I literally, um, I think I'm my rising is in Libra. Mm, mm, okay. I think Libra, Virgo, and Taurus. I think those are the three ones. Because you so gotta what does get. What does that mean when your rising is? In Libra? Oh, sorry. So basically, and I'm not gonna get it wrong. I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I'm going to try to get it right. <laughs> That's how we get it right, by That's getting right. a lot wrong. Yeah. But, so basically, you have your three different... Uh, so how to find this, you need to get the time of when you were born, mm. right? Get the time of when you were born. Right. And then you have your three different signs, right? There's three different areas. There's one that's more kind of like the total of you, mm-hmm. right? It was more like the zodiac sign. Right. There's one that is your outward facing you. That's what people see when they, you know, when they interact with you. And then there's one that's like your internal core that people don't see that's mm-hmm. like more internal. Gotcha. So like those are the three different things. So I, one of them, and one of them in, for me is in Libra. I don't know which one it is. Okay. okay. But someone told me that. So that's why it kind of like, maybe that makes sense. Right, you know? right, and, yeah. and I, I hope it is Libra because you deserve more yeah. Libras in your life. <laughs> you know? Go ahead, Libra, but we don't know what you don't know what your rising or what your internal one is. So you could be, you know, Libra, your total, but your outward facing could be something else. Oh shit! This, and your this internal, conversation just went over and your my internal, head. Right your internal could be crazy. So you know, don't be out here like Damn. repping Libra, and then next thing you know, you come to find out you might be a Gemini. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. You know, I, I've always stuck to the element of like keeping it balanced. Like, yeah. okay, as a Libra, yeah. I'm very sensitive to being off my equilibrium. Okay. So that's what you know. That's what I see, or that's what I feel when I say that I'm a Libra. Yeah. But um. But yeah, talking about being balanced, what do you do to stay balanced, brother? Because, you know, you have an interesting life, man. You know, your nightlife is is yeah. highly entertaining, yeah. right? And um. And I'm not sure if uh, if if you do meditation or if you do yoga, but like, what do you do to like get yourself? I think like you know, as of lately, I've been kind of picking up meditation. Mm, okay. So it's like. Uh, so that's been a, like a lately thing, but not not in the sense of like, oh, I'm. <clears throat> in the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm taking like you know, fifteen twenty minutes out of my day. I'm gonna sit here and like, you know, meditate. Which I think that's the way that people kind of like. Everyone thinks that it should be done, which is is a great place to start. I think once I kind of like started doing that, I realized it's like, yo, meditation could be like when I'm in the shower, mm-hmm. when I'm like shaving, right. you know, yeah. you know, like. Just adding those extra moments at time to kind of like just be at peace and, and just not let my mind think about <clears throat> what I got to do, right. what, you know, what I'm, what's going on. So like that's been the kind of like areas, you know, with I guess during quarantine, you know, and everything going on that I've been really like tapping into my meditation and also like taking time with all of that. So it's like, you know, that's where my space is, is where it's like. I'll get in, I'll take a shower. <clears throat> it used to be I'd be out the bathroom in 30 minutes. Now I'm like, I'm in here for an hour, I'll right. get tea. I might drink a drink, bring a drink in there with right. me. Right. You know, so You're just that, present. <clears throat> I'm just present. You know, I think prior to that, you know, I think definitely like balance for me is just always being able to kind of like still in a certain extent being able to kind of come back home to the Bronx where mm-hmm. it's like I'm not in the midst of like the madness of what 
you know, the social scene is. Like, everybody's, <clears throat> you know, a lot of my friends live in Brooklyn, you know, a lot of them live in the city. Like, I'm just in my own little space, chilling in the Bronx, you know, and yeah. just kind of like, you know, having my moments kind of like decompress. So, those are the areas. Also, being with my family, mm-hmm. you know, every two weeks or so, I hop over and see my mom, see my nephews, see my brothers, you know, that keeps me balanced. Right. And just like finding the moments to talk to and connect with the real people in my life. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say real. Let me just say the, the close friends the in closest, my life. You know, yeah. the close friends in my life. Like, obviously, you know, I'm, th- I'm thankful to everybody I'm around. I, I, I see, I feel that I feel the, the sea and I'm around the realness of them. But obviously, some I'm closer to, closer to than others. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think those are the people, who, you know, that keep me like, they'll call me and be like, I see you was doing whatever, but I know you on the gram with all the whatever. But I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But like, and even them, even you know, obviously, like what I do and what I present is real. Mm-hmm. And even, even then, I'll be like, you know, you know, like I'm totally being a hundred percent, and you know I am. So right. it's like, and even right. in talking to you, so right. that's the balance areas. It's definitely like, you know, family, close friends, and just being in my own space. You yeah, know? So yeah. that's what it, really what it is. It's it's interesting you brought up the Bronx because you know you and I we always have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when are you moving to Brooklyn? When are you moving oh, downtown Manhattan? Okay. Come to New Jersey. I, I know. You know? You just, that was your latest one. That was my Jersey. latest one. Come to New Jersey. Because all know? those, I feel like... The cigar's from Jersey. The yeah. drink is from Jersey. Oh, boy. You know? There's Charles a lot going on there. on the side, guys. <laughs> I think he's peddling houses on the side. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're a Bronx native. Did you go to high school in the Bronx? No, I went to a high school in the city. What what high school was that? I went to Murray Bertram. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have so many friends that went to Murray Bertram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so interesting, right? So interesting, like I always was a yo. I'm trying to like just see the world, mm. right? But come back to the Bronx. Don't come back to the Bronx. <laughs> it's like oh, I just want to see the world. Like yeah. I went to high school downtown Manhattan. Mm. Like, I had to wake up at like six fifty in the morning and take the train right. through the Bronx. I lived all the way uptown in the Bronx. Yeah, <clears throat> had to trip. Through the, through the Bronx, through Harlem, through the city, almost damn near through Brooklyn. That's you know? that's interesting, man. You were taking that commute, what, at the yeah. age of 14? Yeah, yeah. And this was like during, what, the 90s, late 90s? This is definitely, this is 90, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. You was out here risking your life. I mean, it wasn't even, I didn't even feel like it was a risk. No? You know, like, I didn't, I, at no point through the high school years that I've ever felt that it was anything that was any kind of risk. I mean, the only risk that I might have felt was just like with your high school peers. Mm. But, you know, I never really felt that there was a risk on, you know, and mind you, I'm I'm on the trains at like, you know, six, seven in the morning when everybody's kind of commuting to work. Right. You know, I'm coming home at like three, four o'clock. Like, I mean, the craziest things were obviously like the back of the train, right. you know, high yeah. school. High school, train. that's what I'm saying. You know, because the thing is that I guess my perception of the Bronx was warped by the fact that I was going into the South yeah. Bronx, right? And um, that was different. Obviously, North Bronx is different from South Facts. when Terra Squad was, like, at their best. So, so how about this? So, mind you, right? So, it's like, I'm in junior high school. I'm picking out high schools. I didn't want to go to school, like, in the Bronx. Mm. I was like, nah. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, me leaving the Bronx was somewhat of a you know, the, the energy was like, right. it, the, the zone schools, the things, it's a little crazy right yeah, here. Like, yeah. Let me let me go downtown real quick. And I think, you know, that definitely, there wasn't, <clears throat> in the midst of that, 
you know, and because like the school was uh, wasn't a zone school, so it was like people from Harlem, people from Brooklyn, mm. people from everywhere. Right. You know, so yeah. I think that kind of put me in the mix of a lot of different people. Yeah. You know, yeah. Early yeah. on. You're right because uh, most of my friends that went to Bertram, they they went from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were from Brooklyn, they were from Manhattan, they're from different places. But even though you're a Bronx native, you know, you don't have like extensive generations stemming from New York, right? You're, no, no, no. Your family came here. <clears throat> my from family's from St. Kitts and Nevis. Okay, okay. So they, they, they came here, and then basically they, a lot of, <clears throat> in the North Bronx, in the, which I just learned this the other day through my two younger brothers. It's mm. an interesting kind of setup. Uptown Bronx, okay. <clears throat> which don't get it confused with Kingsbridge, South Bronx, all the this uptown Bronx. I mean, I think I think uh, Peter Peter Guns kind of like put y'all on the map. I was yeah, like, Peter uptown Guns baby, the, like, are we yeah. talking about the Heights? Yeah, it was very or Harlem. <laughs> no, uptown, Bronx. He was talking about, but it was very interesting. I don't think I don't even think I'm just not realizing that. I don't even think I even realized that he was even shouting out uptown Bronx when he was saying that. Yeah, because you know, uptown and. Harlem and the Bronx, because you know it's like Uptown and the Bronx. Right. So it was never like... It was never Uptown Bronx. It was never Uptown Bronx. Right, so that song, you know, I think so it was, was just trying to like <clears throat> change the narrative, but it's But like, I mean, I feel like... It's a good go, song. Let me go back and listen to that. But uh, but my family is <coughs> Caribbean, so they, they settled mostly up there. And so mm-hmm. like, that's where... And I'm first generation born here, you know, so I'm... You know, I come from <clears throat> a Caribbean kind of background, mm-hmm. you know, really close to it, really connected to it. You know, would go when I was younger, would continue to kind of like go as years progressed. So, big up St. Kitts and Nevis. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sweet, Do you sweet. go back? Yeah, yeah. I, go back. I try to go back every year. My dad still lives down there. My sister still lives down there. So, I try my best to go back every year. Okay. Which relative is from St. Both my parents. Okay, both of them. Both my parents. Is this something that they talk to you about about like always wanting to move back this is where they're from this was just an experiment for them to raise their kids well i think i think the dynamics <clears throat> the dynamics between my mom and my dad was definitely like more he came here for uh, you know better situations and i think everything wasn't really shaking out you know i'm don't i don't haven't gotten all the facts yet but this is me gleaming in as a kid and kind of like learning you know i think he definitely you know, it was like, you know what, maybe it might be better if I, you know, head back to the islands, you know. And I think I've heard, you know, some of the stories because, you know, my, my, my dad's name is, his full name is James Buchanan, right? So it's like, and he comes from like an architectural land surveyor background. Mm-hmm. So him aspirationally coming into like the States and wanting to kind of like progress right. and getting hit as soon as he walks in, like, wait a minute, James Buchanan, that name sounds a little white, mm-hmm. but you don't look like that. You know, I think <clears throat> I think there were a lot of different situations and, and, and areas which, you know, I haven't really gotten too deep with him in that kind of essence. But in the things I've kind of learned where he's like, you know what, maybe I should just go back to the islands mm-hmm. where, you know, what, like, and just trying to, like, progress that situation right. forward. And I think he, you know, wanted to make that move. And my mom wasn't necessarily in the same wave. Right. <clears throat> and I think that definitely was, you know, some of the areas where, like, things kind of, like, Maybe drifted. Don't quote me on any of this. Right, right. Of but not. No, we're just talking. you know, yeah, yeah. this is a hundred percent. This is my kind of like understanding and feeling of of the years of kind of like being around family and, right. and hearing the stories and <clears throat> and seeing their lives and understanding where they've ended up. Right. You know, but you know, my dad lives now in the Caribbean, has his own you know land savior architect architectural business. Mm, you know, so he time. made the right decision. You know, my, my mom is up here, like 
raising three boys that she did an amazing job with. Right. And I did the oldest one of them. Okay. So and you know being being definitely like a very strong guiding light to a you know my culture and and me as a as a young man and mm-hmm. me as a person right. you know in that essence so it's like you know both of them you know directly and indirectly more of the others my mom definitely more so because she was you know raised me by herself right and my dad just for this just to kind of like the essence of like you know just i think understanding and learning when you reach a certain point of like you being a man and just being like okay you're just looking you know and just seeing like okay you understand where like why certain decisions were made you know because you feel like there might be other there might be moments in your life where it's like I got hit with the same situation. The end result wasn't as drastic. Right, right. You know, but yeah. I was like, oh, shit. But, you know, you kind of see, like, <laughs> okay, I can see how you can be in a situation where you're trying to figure it out. <laughs> when you're trying to figure and it out. And some folks may not understand that you're yeah. just trying to figure it out, right? So, um, that's a, you know, that's a holistic, healthy perspective, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I always encourage that with my friends that, that view their parents in a complicated way because I think in the end, I, I think they're worth savoring, they're worth, you know, Putting in the effort to understand, uh, because you know you only get parents in your know, short time. Sure and I'm so. not, you know, wishing, yeah, you know, yeah. I just, you know, when I lost a grandmother, made me really appreciate my mother. Wow. You know, so um, because now you can you, you see how life works. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So if you can understand them while they're here, kudos to you. And parents are people too. Yeah. <laughs> shit, I ain't perfect. You know. Parents are people too. Parents are people too. So it's like. You know, a lot of the things... Parents are people, too, and not with the luxury and the privileges that you had. Exactly. You know, not with the... You know, I'm not sure there was a language barrier, but you also, you know, for for me, my family came from the Dominican Republic, as you know. uh, You know, there was also a language barrier. Like, how would have I felt in that situation? Would I have, like, kept to myself, you know, let that language barrier kind of, like, serve as a a complex, Mm -hmm. you know, and stop me from doing certain things? Or would I have taken it head on? I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But um, so after you went to Bertram, what, what yeah. did you end up doing? Oh, man. We, we going through the full resume? No, you know, but I, you know, because I got to do stops, but it's all good. Because I really want to know. I really so want to know because how I met you, Bro, I, felt, I felt like it was so international. After. The vibe. So, so it's like, you know, I basically almost, and we can go this. After I went through Bert, to Bertram. Then I went to school, went to school in the city, Hunter College. Mm, okay. And so I think there was, a, you know, a level of like, all right, cool, like, you know, like this, I want to have my college experience mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. And then like, as city kids, you know, it's very interesting dynamic to kind of like understand what this college experience is supposed right. to like even look like, mm-hmm. you know, or what it is. Because, you know, it's like... It's like, and first generation. And I think a lot of my peers, you know, my age group, they're all mostly like first generation. So it's like, you know, it's like, now it's you're the first one in your family like going off to college. It's like, and like no one before you was like going away. There was no like understanding of what it means to like, you know, live on your own in that kind of way. And culturally, like in the Caribbean community, it's, you know, you you can stay at home for, you can live in the basement. You can move, you know. So... I went to college. That was my next step. So I was at Hunter College for, for four years. And uh, that was a cool, interesting experience that probably foundationally, well, high school as well, was foundationally a part of like social, you know, my social kind of like understanding and etiquette 
I think college was like a very much, you know, understanding how to be able to, you know, restart yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kind of like get back to the whole things. Because like the experience, you know, you go to high school, you don't know anybody, right? right? Then you junior, you're like kind of like you're senior like, you're year, junior. you're like you're, you're popping. Like right, and right. then you go to college, you're like, you don't know anybody. Again. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, so, all right, cool. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, I think that's an interesting kind of like, you know, you know, character test, you know, because mm-hmm. you have certain individuals that like, you know, they go back to the high school dynamic or they just lurk in high school, like right. lurk within around the same high school friends because they long mm-hmm. for that same kind of like feeling of connectivity, yeah. you yeah. know, and there's other individuals that embrace the kind of like, oh, this is a new day, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, and it's a continuous kind of growth process. So college is a, a very interesting dynamic, you know, I played Division Three ball. Mm. You know, I was really focused on thinking about. I, I, I remember that that day we went to the basketball court. <laughs> I was like, hold on, let me find out main. I ball. Got some skill sets. I ball like yeah. and, you know. I'm not shy. I'm not shy about it either. CP three over here. Well, you know, he's he's a baller. Like so, <laughs> I ball. I ball. So, you know, definitely was like, and, you know, and and actually basketball was like that was my way for, you know, being able to socialize because. I didn't really... I'm one of those... You know, it's very interesting, like, as socially as I am and as extroverted as I might seem to be, I'm one of those people who will see you every day in mm-hmm. class and not talk to you mm-hmm. just because we never had any kind of moment for us to, like, have a conversation. Right, right, I'm right. not as outgoing as, like, oh, let me just say oh, hello to you just right. for the sake of, like, oh, I see you in my French class. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm like... Oh, nice sweater. <clears throat> you know, where did you get I'm that not, from? I'm oh, not... Okay. I'm, I, got, I got something like I'm, that in my closet. I'm not even... Yeah. I have no... You know, so, but... I would get on the basketball court and I would play ball and then I would connect with folks and then mm-hmm. that would be like my way of like connecting with folks and you know whatever. But <clears throat> all right, so you go to college because this yeah. is different for me because I went to I went to school in Buffalo, Boom. and um, you know it was different in in the way that people partied. Um, everyone accepted the fact that they were broke. You know we took pride in wearing our coffee stained hoodies to class. Yeah. You know like we weren't really we we accepted our roles right. Mm-hmm. However, going to school in New York City. Yeah, uh, you know, there's still some layers of pressure that exist. You know, there's some, you know, folks that are working yeah, in these yeah, industries yeah. or even in the parties. Yeah. You know, like how did you deal with that? So I think like first of all, were you partying in, in college? Yeah, I was. Okay. I was. I was partying. I was hanging out. It was. It was interesting. It was like I think like definitely what you speak of. Yeah. You so Hunter College, right? You have like this. Uh, you have the third floor, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like. So you basically can go into the campus on the train without even like touching outside, right? And go to all your classes throughout the day without going outside. So they create this like a little bubble. Funny enough, we have that mm-hmm. word existing today, but <laughs> we they create this like ex- this experience where you don't have to go outside to t- you know go to any of your classes, and you basically the third floor is where everything has to pass by. Like, right. You have to if you want to go to this building versus that building mm-hmm. you have to walk by the third floor mm-hmm. so that was where everybody kind of felt anxiety okay it's like oh, like, I don't, oh shit, oh, like, shit. Like, what am i wearing today yeah. and I pass. like so i never was never really a part of that i understood the fact that like oh all right cool i'm gonna be walking through the third floor i'm gonna be seeing a lot of people but i wasn't necessarily pressed to be like mm-hmm. or felt the need to be like oh am i gonna be do i need to be straight today or right. what am i wearing right. i never you know, my, my energy never really, not to say that I didn't care about, like, you know, at a younger age, like, you know, how I looked or how I dressed, because damn sure I had my moments in high school when I was trying to get the new 
fresh gear. My mom was like, I can't afford that. Mm. You know, you about to get this. Right. And, but still in general, like a lot of the energy was just more so like, you know, I didn't really like adhere to it too much. I didn't, okay. it didn't, I didn't, you know, connect with it where it's like, oh, I feel the need to like look or feel, you know, once I kind of connected with, you know, my own little community, like through basketball and those folks hung on the third floor mm-hmm. and they all look different. You know, then it was just kind of me kind of linking up with them and then going to class or even not going to class sometimes. And, and what you did know. you take up? Like, uh, you know, me looking at you, you know, I would imagine what, what you did you something take? like international business or hospitality or something like that. <laughs> you know, when I was coming in, it was popping to be computer science. Mm-hmm. So funny, all the, the, the energy around coding and all that was still in the same energy. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to take computer science. And then I started taking the math. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, throughout my elementary, I was always, like, you know, like, ranking in the top percentile amongst New York City kids, mm-hmm. you know, in math and reading. So, like, my shit was always, like... Talk your shit. Talk, talk my shit. shit. Talk my shit. Talk I'll bring shit. out the grades, <laughs> you know. But it was always up there, and I was always in the top class. And then I'm over here taking... Excuse me. And then I'm over here taking, like, calculus... It was like derivative of f and x, and I was just like, "What is he talking about?" And then I was just realizing, I was like, "Oh man!" And that, and like you know, like how people ask, like, you know, they, they have a math problem, like, "So when is this gonna? When am I use this in real life?" Some of the questions were like, "If you, if a heart surgeon has a chest cavity and the heart is this big, and da 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 da," I was like, "This is a problem, but this man might die <laughs> if I get it wrong." I don't know, but that was actually one of the first times in, in college that I took a I, I took a tutor, and I think I got I might have got like a D or something in like calculus, and I really tried. I took the tutor, and I was like, Nah, this ain't for me, this man. Yeah. I just realized it's like I just I think I just realized it's like oh man. I always thought, and I just say I always I think I realized at a certain point that it wasn't necessarily that I was the smartest smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. like. In, in coming up into elementary school, but I understood it quickly. What you're presenting to me, I was able to understand it and digest it quickly and answer the questions that you needed or you were asking me right. quickly. So I'm not saying that I was the smartest person in the room right. at, at any of those moments when I was ranking in a 99th percentile in my top of my class, but I definitely, you know, I was like, okay, what you're presenting to me, the information you're feeding me, I get it. Right. And the questions you're asking me on these tests, I get it. Mm. And when I went to college and I was like, this information and these yeah. questions, yeah. I don't get it. Right, right. And I just realized that this is not for me. And I just made a shift. And I, I made a shift and I majored in media arts and I minored in theater. And mm-hmm. I only did that because I had gotten a scholarship um, to, it's called, the, it's now called the Emma Bowen Foundation, but it was originally called the Minorities Interest, the Minorities, for, the Foundation for the Minorities Interest in the Media. Mm. And so, like, they were pushing to get more minority kids in media companies. Mm. And so I got into this program, and it allowed me to work in a media company and also still get money for school. Mm. So I just decided that <clears throat> after my first year, I was like, since I'm working in this media company, and I'm here in New York, and I'm going to stay in New York, I'm going to, like, basically, like, focus on this media media angle. Okay. And so I majored in, in media arts and I minored in theater. So that was my kind of like thing. It wasn't business. It mm-hmm. wasn't any of that. You know, it was kind of like a 
decision that I made in the context of how my life was working out. Right, right. But before we get back, you know, to the media, because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find out if you actually follow through with that after okay. you graduated. But uh, the first time I ever needed a tutor was also for a math course. Boom. Um, I remember go. it was microeconomics or macroeconomics. It was one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. <laughs> and, you know, thankfully, I was reading critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whether it was that class or a class that uh, critical race theory inspired me to take, um, I read about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And mm. uh, Martin Luther King Jr. did not have a high GPA at all. Um, and he spoke about um, having this experience in the math course where he was trying and trying and trying, and the best he can get was a C. Oh, damn. Meanwhile, you know, his friend yeah. was, you know, putting in little effort mm -hmm. and was banging out A's. Yeah, yeah. His perspective in that was like, okay, that's what he's good at. Yeah. He's, uh, he's identified his talent or his skill set. Um, it's time for me to identify mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't get caught up in, oh shit, I'm not good in math. I need a tutor for this. Um, therefore, I'm going to need help for the rest yeah, of my yeah, life yeah, because yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm never going to exactly. be enough, you know? And thank God I, I took that because I was actually, uh, you know, studying business and I wasn't doing too well in business. Mm. And it wasn't until I found what my passion was, what I felt I was good at, that all of a sudden my GPA started skyrocketing. Yeah. But, um, Going back to, so, okay, so you graduate. Yeah. Do you go into media arts or? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, on the side of me, you know, as I was going through college, on the side of me, on the, you know, I just said on the side, but I was also, during my school breaks, I was working at WNBC TV. Mm. So I was like around a very early on kind of like corporate media environment. Mm. So I was you know, around that the entire time, you know, throughout the entire time I was in school, working in each and every single department. And then after I graduated, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to kind of continue to stay here. And my aspirations and my goals were definitely like corporate America, executive, like, you know, that's what I was seeing when I was very young. It was definitely like all in those same kind of lanes. Mm. So it definitely, you know, I tapped into the media and I learned a lot of, or I should say, I learned and built a lot of like, you know, skill sets that I still use today. Dope. You know, that, that's gonna be my next question. Yeah, man. that was through you know me working through those environments. You mm -hmm. know, and like, and even it was just like little things, man. It was like little things. I remember, man. I remember, like, basically, like, so I might have been. Let's see, I was working there when I was, what, eighteen or nineteen years old, right? And you know, like, <clears throat> you Monday through Thursday are like, you know, gotta have business attire. And then Fridays, casual Fridays. Mm -hmm. Casual Fridays, it was a sunny day. It was a sunny Saturday. It was summertime. Mm -hmm. Your man made him pulled up in an Averex. <coughs> it was a t-shirt. It had mm -hmm. Averex on it. Some okay. jean shorts and some Harachi sneakers. You know, and I was just working. And, you know, I remember one of, one of the, um, my mentor at the time, uh, Damn it, my name is blanking me from now now, so it's but I come back to it. She kind of pulled me, a sister, she pulled me to the side. I think Rochelle was her name. She pulled me to the side, or Rochelle. She pulled me to the side, and she was like, hey, man, you know, it's casual Fridays, <laughs> but not that casual. <laughs> and I was like, got you. Right. You know? You don't want this to be your last Friday. You know? And uh, <laughs> But, like, that, that was just kind of like a learning kind of like, right. and mind you, 
Like, this was, you know, a black woman. I was, mm-hmm. the, all the white people in the office didn't say anything to me. You know, and not, and not, you know, knocking them or saying whatever. Like, you know, but like, you know, she pulled me to the side and was like, let me know. Like, hey, man, you know. And I think all those, alongst the way, there's like little things that I would learn and little things I would pick up and just kind of like, it was a true growing, you know, process and a very fruitful experience. Like, because when originally when I came in, I wanted to work in the IT department because remember, I'm majoring right. in computer science. Right. Yeah. But then like, they didn't have any room for me in the IT, so I was working in sales. And then the next year, they were like, oh, we're going to put you in IT. But then I did so good in sales the previous summer that they were like, oh, can you come back? So that's actually like helped define my whole, like what I'm going to major in and right. all those kind of dynamics. That's interesting. You know, so, so, so after you graduated, you were doing that for a so while? I, or I basically, I basically stayed within media maybe for another, you know, three to four or five years. I did a year or so at WNBC, and then, even longer than that, let me take that back. And then I went to another kind of like media uh, company, a sales company called uh, Petri Media. And then I was there for, yeah, I was I was there for maybe like a year, and then I left and I went to Nielsen, Nielsen and that's what I was working in uh, sports. Okay. So I was working in Nielsen Sports. So I was working, <clears throat> so I think that, me leaving, I was only at NBC for a year and a half, and I went to Petri maybe for like two years, and then I got laid off because everything was like, the company wasn't even thriving in that way. And then so one of my coworkers there, he left and went to Nielsen, and then there was an opportunity, and then I went over to Nielsen. So I was at Nielsen for a a good amount of time, and that kind of like dropped in a lot of my leadership, you know, elements, a lot of like the things that I kind of like, understood that I could kind of like lead a team, mm. you know, lead those, lead those kind of things. I was still in my current day-to-day. I still was, was a part of the team and just kind of like playing my role. Right. But I had other opportunities, you know, within the organization, like dealing with like the black empo- employees and mm. working with some things to kind of progress and kind of like lay down some really great things to kind of like progress to me on a personal level. Right. Yeah. So so you're in this corporate world. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So at what point did you start saying, you know what? I'm going to start making parties. I want to start so, throwing parties. Oh man. Oh man. So you know what? It's always it's always like, you know, you know the the power of a beautiful, you know, ex-girlfriend, I mean, a girlfriend. Listen, I've, <laughs> I've learned many languages you know, because of women. <laughs> you know, so I think I was dating I was dating, uh, I was dating this girl for a good while, like even through my like, you know, we met in college, and then after that, through me kind of like figuring out my corporate kind of life, she was around as well, right. on and off, and um, you know, we, we had a moment where we broke up, and for whatever reason, you know, like I just kind of like just did this switch. I still was in, I was work, I still was kind of like working it. WNBC, and I did this switch kind of like socially, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to like, just kind of like be a little bit more, you know, intentional or present right. in like, you know, what I'm doing. Because previously my social experience was like going out with my boys, you know, hitting the club, standing online, paying my $20, right. you know, getting my drink, you know, <clears throat> you know, attempting to dance with women, attempting to get numbers. And then us all reconvening at the diner to 
talk right. about what happened. Exactly. Th- that basically was it. And I think there, you know, there was a point where I was just like, for, for whatever reason, I was just like, you know, I'm going to be a little more present. And I'm going to just kind of like, just kind of like just do a little bit more. Just do different things. I used to always... You know, me and Mark, you know, you know Mark, obviously. Mark is such a great dude. <laughs> Mark. So me and Mark went to high school together. So he's been like, okay. you know, a reoccurring, like, you know, person that's always been in my life. And so, like, I would always, like, come to him. We would do, you know, our, <clears throat> during lunch breaks, I'd be like, yo, man, I don't know, man. I feel like I got the glow. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like it's different, you know. And I probably was projecting, right. you know, from the breakup that I had. You know, and I was just like, I'm just not going to let this, like, yeah. hold me back. And I was like, I right. feel like you got the glow. I was like, you know, and, like, and, you know, different things were just kind of like, you know, girls were just handing me their number on the train. I was like, what is, you know, like, it was just kind of like in the moment. moment. And, and I think from there, I literally basically started, you know, just like experiencing New York differently. Like, so I would, like, say if I would, you know, before I'd probably, like, meet you randomly and just never speak to you again I'd be like intentional now right. I meet you like you tell me like oh we should get up I'm like where are you gonna be and like just actually like link and connect with people so I remember I linked and connected with um, Diddy's mentor oh he told me he was Diddy's mentor I think he's <laughs> Diddy's mentor for real and he was like yo you know I'm doing like a New York Fashion Week event you know I was like cool I'll come through like and this is me like going to a bar randomly that I got introduced to meeting you know, the bartender who got introduced to, meeting this person who was coming in from the bar. Right. And so it was like, oh, I'm going to come and support. Like, this is me. That's, you know, every single step of the way, I would meet somebody and be like, you know, that was cool, that was dope. And I would not just be like, oh, no. I'd be like, all right, cool. You invited me somewhere. Let me come through. Yeah. So I went to this kind of like, he invited me to New York Fashion Week experience. It was at Justin's, which was Diddy's mm-hmm. restaurant. Diddy, yeah, Diddy's son's restaurant. So oh, there we Diddy's go. restaurant. Right? Boom. Named after his son. Named after his son. And I remember I invited Mark. And there was something else going on during the day. We were like, you know, let's check during the evening. So let's check something else out. And we ended up, that was the beginning point, you know, of crashing New York Fashion Week Mm -hmm. for one week straight. Of basically experiencing New York from a whole different other angle than I experienced previously. Mm -hmm. Mind you, standing on lines, paying my $20, getting patted down, getting my drinks, getting these numbers... Making seem like a diner. Right. Walking up and just seeing like an experience of just kind of like open bar, you know, <clears throat> different DJs, different people, you know, like it's not even lines. It's kind of like chaos that makes sense. Right. You know, it was a very interesting dynamic of what I previously experienced and what was going on right. in New York City right. that I've born and raised in. Right. So it was eye-opening in that way. Right. It was different in that way. Yeah, it was more of a quality experience. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a quality. I, it was, I'm not going to, I can't necessarily fully embrace to say it was quality because by all means, like, you know, in understanding and knowing, like, all the different characters that are at play, mm-hmm. you know, some amazing, some not so amazing. Right. I think um, it just was a different experience. It was more of a, like, you know, like, imagine, like, you know, you you just seeing something and knowing that this is all that you're experienced to be and then experiencing something else and be like, oh, there's a whole nother level to this experience. Right. And like, the whole week crashing New York Fashion Week, you know, for, you know, shout outs to Mark Baker, you know, my boy Mark and another Mark Baker that basically allowed this whole experience to happen. <laughs> but that kind of like was an eye-opening kind of thing of just kind of like, 
wow, this is, I mean, this is how the other side lives. Right, right. You know, that's really what kind of what kind of what it was. Okay, and then and then what did you do? Like, did you contact someone that was already promoting parties? No, no. It was just did like, you speak to a club owner and say, you know what, no. I want to throw a party here? It was. Uh, you kind of go through the experience, and then you, you see and understand what it means. Cause like, mind you, I'm still working a nine to five job, right? Mm-hmm. Still waking up and going to work, and going out at night and being around like these amazing, crazy experiences. And I'm waking up, going to work, and I'm like, you know, low key. A part of me is like, you don't even know where I was last night. Just Cameron Diaz, Justin Timberlake was in the building. You know, like what? popping bottles. You know, I was, I was yeah, at the yeah. Naomi Campbell party. Yeah. And you want me to do what? Yeah, yeah. But. It always still, I never felt, you know, obviously in my day to, my day job that, oh, these people were beneath me. And I never felt, you know, kind of like in these social environments, these people are like amazing and better than. And nor did I ever feel that even my personal life and my family or whatever, like, you know, it was always like this different understanding of like these, all these people exist and they're all the same. They're just all living different kind of things. Right. And so like, it was kind of like appreciation for both kind of worlds and I you know definitely was you know very much like an adventure experience to, to experience like this whole kind of like new social experience and along the way you meet people and because where you want to kind of like have these experiences that you continue to meet people and you continue to engage with people and so like you know after kind of like going through the New York Fashion Week experience it was still kind of like maintaining a connection and a relationship with these people that you met along the way okay which, and then, which I'm sure is very important for you to be successful in, in promoting and hosting parties. You have to continue that connection. Very important in life in general. True. Period. You know, whenever I speak to, like, younger kids, I always tell them that, you know, make sure you, like, connect with people and talk to people and your peers and the people who are around you, you never know where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ever think that, you know, when you walk into a room that someone is, you know, less than to talk to or even say hello to. Mm-hmm. And I think... The energy of when you meet somebody and, you know, they invite you out to their local bar, like, hey, come through, you know, like, even if you met them for a fleeting moment and you feel have a, a good connection with them, you show and support if you can. Right. And so, like, that was the kind of the continued vibe. The understanding also on the other side was the fact that, you know, being in these rooms, being in these rooms with money, being in these rooms with models, being in the room with all these kind of dynamics and everybody kind of asking who you are and what you do and even me just kind of in the, in the same lane because me and Mark would talk about writing sketch comedy so that was like our line like mm-hmm. I wasn't telling them that I was working in sales as a sales assistant at WNBC I was like well I'm a writer you know so part of me kind of felt like this is inauthentic this is not real right. like, this is not really how you know life is so I was always kind of aware of the fact that like I really like this room I really like this experience but like this is not for real, for real. Right, right. So, you know, connecting with some of the people that I met along the way, and I went to this lounge on 26th and Park Avenue, and I was just there because I met the bouncer randomly on another night. Mm. I met the bouncer randomly on another night through another bouncer that I met on another night mm. when I was have, came and have dinner with some friends that we met. So, imagine that. Friends come through and have dinner. We meet the bouncer at the door. He introduced introduced me to the next bouncer next door, and he's like, "Yo, come through whenever." And I was just gingerly. The next time around, I was in the neighborhood, and I came through. He's like, "What are you drinking?" And I would just be, you know, it was super cool. It was a brother, and I would just come through all the time. And I told Mark, "Yo, this is an amazing spot. We had to come through," and we were there consistently because it was like 
our place to kind of still invite all the people that we met along the way, also the people that we grew up with or around. So it was like our place to kind of like be real right. in a real kind of setting. You right. know, like it was a nice place. It was a nice environment. It was in the city. Right. You know, you don't got to have any issues at the door. Mm-hmm. You would come, you know, come however you will be, whoever you are, right. be so however you like are. It's like cheers. Like your form like of that. cheers, right? And the, uh, <clears throat> I think the owner, shout out to Larry Roth. Okay. The owner was, he would see us in there all the time. And he was like, hey, you know, you guys are in here. You guys always, like, are bringing a good vibe. And we were just coming as regular people spending our money. Mm-hmm. You know, we would get hooked, hooked up because we were coming so often, you know. But we were just coming just to go. There wasn't any kind of, like, incentive for us to go outside of the fact that, like, something to do. And he was like, yo, how about you guys host tonight? Like your dad. And we had gotten approached a couple times to, like, you know, host events and, like, a lot of the major clubs. But... The one thing was very interesting because, like, we knew and understood that what you wanted in the club, which we which we know is what, you know, what's inside. You wanted the models. You wanted a certain look. You wanted a certain aesthetic. And then you just, like, once we kind of realized, like, yeah, but, like, there's more. There's, there's more. We have more to that. Like, Mark's from Brooklyn. I'm from the Bronx. Like, you know, he's Caribbean. I'm Caribbean. There's more than just, like, what you guys are looking at in the club, which is cool for us to kind of see that, but it's more than that. And so we always turn down all like those major opportunities because, you know, imagine, you know, we just didn't want to, you know, and no shade obviously to our promoter homies, you know, that were a part of the experience of building like the nightlife culture. You know, we just kind of like felt that like that is an area that, you know, we couldn't serve justice in because like all of our homies were doing that. Mm -hmm. And so, we, you know, when he came up and said, like, hey, do you want to host tonight? We, we, like, we, you know, we literally was like, nah, we're not promoters. Mm-hmm. And it was, he said something. He was like, <clears throat> no, I'm not asking you to, like, be promoters. I'm asking you guys to be hosts. And I was like, okay. What's the difference? And he was like, yo, he's like, promoters just basically pack everybody in there. They don't care. Right. Hosts are in there to make sure that the guests they're invited are good. They make sure if the AC is too cold or too hot, they're going to f- work on it. If the drinks, if this is not the drink that they like, they're going to see if they can, like, help that out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be around to curate an experience. And you guys have a cool experience and a cool vibe, and you guys can help do that. And so we basically were kind of like, you know, that's kind of sold me on the whole kind of dynamic of what it was. I was like, right. we can invite whoever we want in here on a Thursday night. The spot was known for, they basically had, like, their model dinners that were happening early on in the evening. So we still had like the people who were coming through and having that, and they would go to the major clubs, right. and we were like the next wave of energy that would come in. So it was a cool experience to be able to like bring out bring out yeah. folks, bring out friends. It, it sounds like it's super empowering for someone for the for the club owner to to tell you, look, utilize your discretion in who you want to invite because I trust, you know, your 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 social palette. You know, I trust. The, the folks that you're going to invite. Yeah. I trust that you guys are going to have a good time. I trust that it's going it's only going to enhance the scene, the business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I can definitely see that as something very positive. Yeah. But the, the definitely 100, because he, he, he allowed us to do that. But I think he flipped it on a dime when he said, when he, when he was able to kind of like understand and define, you know, what a host kind of does, right? Or what a host should be, mm-hmm. you know, and differentiating it from a promoter. Of course. And I think you see a lot of, you know, you see a lot of that nowadays, right? You see a lot of 
hosted by and you know more power to everybody 100 percent. i think everybody kind of understands that and they're open and they're they're definitely embracing that because interestingly enough you know because i'm obviously around the time being a part of nightlife and this whole nightlife kind of thing you know when you invite people to your parties they're like oh you're just a promoter and you're just gonna have me out here getting drunk at like three four o'clock in the morning i gotta go to work the next day but i had a corporate job the next day so guess what like i was in the mix with everybody i was like yo yeah i'm telling you to come through and have a drink but also I'm gonna be like hitting you up the next day, yeah, like, like yo, yo my you, gosh, made it, you, you made it, you to made it to work the next day. Like, I'm here, right, struggling, like, you know, struggling right. just like we are, like damn, like yeah. you know, so 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 yeah, that that makes it seem like okay, there's a person to the promoter or to the host where it's like oh, like he's actually living a similar life to the life that I'm living, yeah, but he's also going out there and he's having a good time. You know what? Maine is trustworthy. Yeah, so hundred percent. You know, I definitely feel that the fact that, you know, I still was waking up every day and going to work and still kind of like trying to figure myself out in that lane and still inviting people out to have a good time and have an experience and let themselves just kind of let their hand hang. Mm-hmm. They kind of connected in that way. They were like, all right, cool. It was, it was different. It was definitely different. You know, I don't think that at least I was aware of, right. you know, at the time of people who were like, you know, telling you to come out and have a drink on, you know, from... 9 to 2 a.m. and then you know you know friday texting you like yo you know you good uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so it was cool it was different yeah that's what's up and you know i'm sure a lot of people weren't doing that um you eventually left corporate to, yeah. to curate amazing moments for other people full-time or do so you basically go back and forth i kept i kept corporate for a good a good amount of good time you know, it's always kind of like this duality of like, is this real? Is mm-hmm. this like a thriving environment? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, mind you, you're still around the the vices of, you know, the nightlife. Mm-hmm. You're still around alcohol. You're still around like, you know, just all those elements. But you're also probably seeing people that aren't involved in corporate. Yeah. That are, that, they, are, that are living possibly easy lives. Yeah, there's a whole this kind of dynamic. So... You know, I always maintain, because I still, you know, ultimately it was almost like I was just living two lives. Mm-hmm. I was just living two lives. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was, you know, you're talking about like, you know, the entire time I was at Nielsen, it was six years, I was still like doing events on the side. Partly because like, you know, I prided and I felt like corporate was, you know, the place that I was aspiring to be. Right. And this social stuff was just like a little side, little yeah. side thing, a little right. fun project. Right. Also, also, you come from a Caribbean background. I wonder how much of that, you know, that uh, influence was more like stick to your job. You went to college for this. Don't worry too much about partying. If you can make a little bit of money, yeah, great. But stick to your job. Yeah, I think, like, you know what? Like, you know, be like, safe. No, like, definitely 100%. Like, you know, when I was, you know, when I was working at NBC or when I was, you know, working with the NBA and going to NBA All-Star Games, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the fam- family was like, was, was happy and proud for that. Corporate, like, that's something that they, like, you know, understand what success is to be. Mm-hmm. And my social going out, you know, was just kind of like, I still was, you know, still trying to be an overachiever and making sure I was getting up on time and getting both things done, you know. And, but also, Caribbean people like to party as well, right? So it's like, they are understanding of that culture. So, like, there wasn't anything amongst the way where, you know, throughout the way where they were like, oh, 
or I even presented it to way where like this could be something like serious or this is a problem. Right. Right. You know, so I basically like stayed the course of like you know working corporate and doing events you know up until like four years ago. Mm. The longest away was like me like not working corporate like getting back into it like leaving Nielsen and you know taking a break because I was working like from since I was in high school right and then kind of like going back into corporate and then my like last stint in corporate which is a little bit more it was a little bit more in line with where things were kind of progressing in a social way it was everything was kind of converging you know I kind of like put it in a way it was like okay you are now my side mm. thing you're not my you're my side B but, you know, wifey's over here. And, right. you know, like, it was me more so embracing the kind of social dynamics and things that I built up for this entire time, you know, which I didn't necessarily, wasn't, I wasn't necessarily looking at it and focusing. It was like, oh, I'm trying to build, you know, this thing. But it was like through the time meeting people, being consistent, you know. Right. There's something that I put in my idea that consistency is a form of commitment, right? Right. You know, so it's like, you know, you doing these things day to day, you're doing these you know, these podcasts day to day are a form of commitment, right. you know, and I think for me to be able to be consistent, you know, throughout the social scene to doing events and connecting with people and doing different things and sending my emails was a form of commitment to me. Right. And in that way, it grew on its own where a way where I was like, okay, <clears throat> this has gotten bigger than, you know, for me to handle with two kind of like entities. So right. it's like, now it's time for you to make At some point shift. you have to choose. Yeah, yeah. At some yeah. point you have to choose. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and I want to get into how you got so good in curating good vibes for people, right? And um, setting up these parties. Like, you know, you're somewhat of a of a cultural scientist when, <laughs> when, when you designed these atmospheres, right? Um, but before we get there, knowing now that you've pretty much said, you know what, I'm going to do this full time. How has the last couple of months been for you? Um, you know, has the pandemic, you know, ha have you been forced to pivot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and how has that process? Yeah, I mean, I think everything now, everything is obviously on pause. It's not on the level of where, you know, we were previously. And we even projected where we were going to go even more. But I think, like, everything's on pause. Obviously, like, social, nightlife, everything is just kind of like, not going on mm. and for me i know a lot of people always hit me up and like how are things going because right. they know that within the last four years that was what i was doing full full time but for me it was a moment of just kind of like just reel things back in and just kind of understand and like appreciation for everything that was going on the beginning of the year you know you know everyday people which is one of the events that i work with one of the properties i work with like that definitely we you know the last event we did was you know, maybe end of February. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were thinking that, like, oh, you know, like, I definitely, I, I definitely was one of those people that was like, this is going to be over in April. Right. Like, you know, like, we're going to get back to we're work. Gonna get back to work. Right. Like, we got to, like, you know, but, you know, when things kind of, like, shut down and closed off, then it was just kind of like, you just kind of pivot and you kind of figure things out. Luckily enough, like, I clearly, I come from, like, a background of, like, working corporate and understanding that like things can change 2016 when i left corporate you know I, basically i got laid off at that job and when i left i had an understanding of the fact that like any thing that you're working can be pulled out anything that you're doing can change in a, in a split of a moment of a dime right you know real security that you know corporate people or just when you're working in the corporate kind of umbrella that you have 
that some people they understand that like in any given day can switch. Right. And for me, that switch and this was a moment where things switched off as well. But I wasn't, you know, as pressed or as like, oh, because I was already kind of like going through the experience where things already switched for me and I had to like figure it out. Mm. And luckily enough, you know, working when you work for yourself, you kind of like, you know, you're you're tied to the fact that like this big check you get could be your last check. Right. You know, so you basically have to like figure things out and align things whereby you can kind of like sustain yourself. Mm. So, you know, I basically kind of like had that understanding and mentality at the top of, you know, 2018, you know, all of 2017 because I left in 2016. So 2017, it was kind of like a, you know, all right, cool. Like, you know, I got a 401k still. I got savings, you know, I got, I mean, like whatever. And then like. That shit dried up. And in right. 2018, you're like top of the year, like what it is. Yes. And then you kind of like, you go through that soap and you live through it at the end of the year. And then you know that like, oh, all right, cool, 2019. Then we need to make sure that like X, Y, Z. And I think all of 2019 was understanding that kind of like dynamic. So when you hit top of 20, 2020 for me, and I was like, all right, this is not ideal. You know, I'm going to have to make some concessions. I'm going to have to like figure some stuff out. But, like, it's going to be okay. Right. Like, it, it's cool. So, you know, the health is good. Finances are paid. Right. And, like, everything else is extra credit. Right. Everything else is extra credit. Right. Know, but nothing's going on right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. and good to hear that you're navigating the storm. Yeah. Right? Um, I do hope that things get back to normal. Especially when it comes to, you know, just parties yeah. and making people feel good. Uh, creating spaces for people to connect. But how do you think this pandemic this shutdown is going to uh impact the industry going forward i think like it's gonna kind of go back to the beginning you think so like like, what's the beginning let me not say the beginning previous to the past okay you know i think there's definitely going to be more of a it's going to be more of an appreciation for smaller kind of like experiences right right. which which is going to cut into profit it's going to cut into profit but it's going to be a, a growing experience. It's a growing thing. Like, definitely going to come to profit, but you're going to have the people that are going to come out. And they might, you know, you might see an uptick, you know, bottle service. Of course. Right? Yeah. You know, m- remember those experiences. Right. You got to reserve your Invite, space. Like your eight, yeah. ten friends, right, right. you know. I'm not, I'm not going to the dance premium. floor. I want to reserve real estate reserve right real here. Real estate right here. COVID safe. COVID safe. Right. You know, premium bottle service. You know, I think it's definitely going to, like, maybe go a little bit that way. You know, it's going to be more appreciation to kind of like the underground things. Mm. There's going to be more little DIY things that are going to pop up. You know, what do you mean DIY? What is that? You do it yourself. So okay. it means you went out a warehouse, you bring in a bar, you bring, in, you bring in security, you bring in staff, and you throw a party. Wow. You know, so okay. there's, going to be, there's going to be a lot more of that going on. You gotcha. Know? So it's going to be an interesting kind of like dynamic, which I'm excited for. I'm excited. Like, you know, like imagine, right? Like early on, I was like trying to like bring out five or ten of my friends to come out and like you know luckily i've been able to like build this like you know this community of folks was like you know me inviting five to ten folks is easy you know so i'm like oh now i get to like have this new experience and kind of create and cure curate this experience with a smaller kind of like people to bring out mind you budgets might be different you're right but you know things will be figured out like it's never you know, the money was always, like, kind of, like, an added thing mm-hmm. to me. It's always, like, the experience. So things are going to figure itself out. I'm not even, 
you know, I'm just here to kind of like see where and how I can kind of like maintain to bring people together, bring community together, right. which I've been able to do a little bit through throughout, you know, you know, this quarantine, you know, by by abiding social protocol. By all means, okay, by all means, close friends only, close friends okay. only. So. Wow, I haven't been invited to, to so that that's a close friend, Charlie. But I'm just saying, there's only a certain amount of people. <laughs> So that's interesting because now if it forces me to think about how many people in the industry is going to weed out. Because not every person that is doing what you're doing, that is hosting, that is curating these parties, have your philosophy. You know, they're in it, first and foremost, to get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it going to be less folks doing it? Maybe that would provide you with more opportunity because there's less folks. Also, there's a lot of folks leaving New York, you and I. You know, we spoke about that for a bit. Then again, that also, maybe these folks are people that would actually go to your parties, right? We don't know. Well, I think that, you know, which previously it wasn't the case, there's a lot of understanding from, like, branding mm -hmm. and brands being involved. And brands want to be a part of, part of the culture. So I think you might see, you know, some areas where where you make up the money is through inviting brands into the experience. Mm -hmm. You know, these smaller curated experiences that have access to, you know, some of the coolest people in the room, brands going to want to tap into that. Gotcha. So I think that's where you're going to make up some of the money. And the people who do have access, A, to the people, and then B, to the brand connections, like those are going to be the kind of the winners. And where kind of like the traditional nightlife experience is going to be, you know, that's kind of like TBD. That's kind of like, you know, New York is a wild beast. New York is a wild, wild place. So it's like, you just never know, you know, you just got to kind of pay respect to like, you know, what the future has a whole. So it could be, you know, goes back to like, as I said, some kind of like, you know, bottle, you know, situation. And as it could be, you're just raging, you know, in Bushwick in a warehouse. Right. You know, those, both those things are going at the same time. And you could be, get invited to like an exclusive dinner party, you know, and you might have to like send a tweet or send a, do an IG post. Like, Interesting. All those things could go all, happen at the same time, you know. And the same thing goes for international parties. I would yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. because you know countries vary in the resources that they have to to, to combat you know COVID. Um, I know you've done a lot of international yeah. traveling, a lot of international partying. Because I'm sure you have many friends in the industry yeah. that are not taking your approach. Like, are they panicking? Are they are yeah, they more I think, optimistic? Less, I think like, less optimistic. I think like you know what. And the reason I'm asking is because this government is doing a shitty job of providing yeah. unemployment, extending federal unemployment. You know, it was probably okay for the first two or three months. Yeah, yeah I think, like, everybody's kind of, like, going through it there in their own ways. Like, you know, obviously the DJ community, you know, understanding live streaming and mm -hmm. being able to still connect with their audience on the way of, like, A, you know, hey... I still love DJing. I still love, you know, being able to play music and let me allow it, allow myself to kind of like, you know, be digitally present and present that to you. So I think, you know, DJs have found like their niche. Like you see like the D-Nices. You see mm -hmm. what Clubhouse Global is doing. Yeah, you see bro, like... But like that's like one in a million yeah, DJs. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. But you know, but like there's, a, there's an area there. Right. There's an right. area there. And I think there's... And I think for the current DJs, the ones who are, you know, progressing, like, you know, like... 
you gotta like you can't just be a DJ anymore. You gotta be a editor, a producer. Yeah, producer you gotta right. have video. You gotta have a green screen. Yeah. Like it is. It, it is like it ain't even easy out there. Right. Like right. you got you, like a lot of these current DJs who are progressing in like the live stream kind of like area. Like they are building new skill sets. Like they didn't that they probably are tapping into because you know previously you might have like had a video person or whatever, but like now you like you gotta bring that you gotta in house that. So I think there's, you know, a lot of interesting dynamic in terms of like the individuals who were involved in more in the kind of like on the spring the people out and bringing the community out. You know, I think they're, you know, I think for some they're finding their lanes of kind of like creating their own kind of like brand identities, you know, which they already kind of had, you know, it's kind of like progressing into that kind of lane, you know, the traditional folks who are just kind of like you know, meet me on the corner at 11 o'clock and rolling mm-hmm. in with 11 models. <laughs> I don't know where they're at, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I hope they're good. Like, I definitely know that they're probably good out there. I mm-hmm. see, you know, someone that you work with, a very talented DJ Momo. Yeah, yeah. I see him. I, I saw him in the last couple of months. He was somewhere exotic on the beach. Zanzibar. With the yeah. bluest ocean yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Top five places to go if you ever been. My Top five. God. Top five. You know, but, you know, talk about talent. You know, Moma is a talented oh, yeah. fucker, man. One of the first DJs that I ever followed as a DJ. Really? Because previously I was following venues mm. and parties. Let me let me tell you something. I met Moma when I was in law school. And I met him through a friend that was also attending a law school that I was going to. And she was from the Bay. She wasn't even from New York. Wow. But she knew of Moma. Yeah, yeah. And this was like in the beginning yeah, yeah. when Moma... I think he was still working. Wasn't he like? Doesn't he have like an engineer background? Yeah, smart true. dude, yeah, man. 100%. I think he went to St. John, something like yeah. that. Amazing. You and, definitely um, gotta have him on here one time. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, visiting the country. I think he's it. back though. We gotta figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, she brought me to this place, and it was a super eclectic, colorful place. I remember the walls were like different colors. Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck am I? And then um, and I was just vibing to his music. You know, it was different. Yeah. It struck me as different. It was calm. It was, you know, it was it was something that I've never really experienced before um, as an adult. Yeah. You know, because obviously when you're young and you don't know how to control liquor, everybody's <laughs> great, right? But as an adult, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, MoMA is taking me there. Yeah. It's funny. And then fast forward, you know, I get to see him working with you and you yeah. guys work closely together yeah. and doing amazing things. Uh, but his his story kind of aligned with yours yeah, in which guy, he man. was in corporate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously he made the decision to to, to yeah. pursue what, what I would say is his passion because he's fucking great at it. Yeah. Right? 100%. And also dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most, most definitely, most currently... Probably, I'd say, like, you know, a couple of our homies, too, like, there's two people during the pandemic who seem to be living their best lives, MoMA and you. And I'm here in, like, Bronx, New York, just chilling or whatever. Or, you know, Mo's over here in Zanzibar, yeah. Africa. But, like, Mo definitely, like, 100%, like, early on when the pandemic hit, he just decided, like, you know what, I'm, you know, like, I don't think New York is the place to be. Mm-hmm. And we had just came back from South Africa because we did everyday people in South Africa, right. Johannesburg and Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Which like, I would have talked to you about that. I saw you one time in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, I'm going to go back to South Africa because he got really, he fell in love with, uh, you know, the musical genre, I'm a piano. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to kind of go back, you know, to kind of connect with the, the sound from there and connect with the people. He was in Brazil previously. 
And so he was like, yo, I'm a piano with something he wants to connect with. And so this was a, a perfect time for him to like, nothing was really going on in New York or at least, you know, we thought it was going to be quiet for two months. And so he went out to South Africa and then from there, you know, he went to Zanzibar, which is a place that I got a chance to go to for the first time with him. Um, and actually multiple times we did Everyday People in Zanzibar, mm -hmm. you know, randomly as well. Amazing. I know, that's a crazy, that's amazing. And um, so he was out there just kind of like, just, you know, just chilling, working on music, producing, you know, I think everybody during this pandemic was finding their moments to like, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of, kind of connected in their craft or what they right. were doing, you know, and, and Moa was one of those. And, and Moe's, from where he is right now to where he is from when I met him, like exactly the same and you know, just always aspirational. Right. Like, he's right. an aspirational person to me. Like, I met Mo in the club, and he was a DJ that at the end of the night, right, you know, four in the morning, he's walking out, he's getting on a bike. Mm. He's getting on, a like, a bicycle. Mm. And I'm like, where is this guy going? Like, this guy is, like, just living in the city. It's like, because at the time I didn't know, but he lived in the city. You know, it's like, I'm over here from the Bronx. I'm driving here. Like, I'm taking cabs. I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I just feel like... And his book bag, by the way, because he probably his had his, his, his music in his he book just get, He just gets on a bike and he just rides out. You know, mind you, I'm like, you know, I'm probably dropping XYZ home right, or figure right. it out. And he's like, solo dolo, just gets on a bike and rides out. And I just always kind of was just like, yo, you know, I remember when the first time I saw that, I was like, yo, like... You know, it's different. It's different, you right. know. And you and you respect it, you know. And I respect it because just, being a native New Yorker, like you yeah. get consumed with, especially people that are in his position, you know, with the, you know that fall in love with the material shit, and all yeah. of a sudden that just overtakes them. And he's Man's like staying true Man's to like just a craft. Like yeah. you know, I'm getting on the bike. I don't give a fuck what yeah. anybody says. And then as I kind of connect, continue to kind of connect with him and get to know him, and you know, we just had similar kind of like energies yeah. and dynamics you know right. like even though you know you know like him being sudanese from africa and mm -hmm. he, you know me being caribbean still is the same kind of like ethos and the energy that we never really you know deeply even spoke about it's just like it was just almost like the same right you know and then from there you know whatever kind of like and the funniest part was that mo connected in with uh me and mark because when we were doing that event that he was djing he just noticed that, like, yo, you know, these guys over here in the corner, like, they just seem to be bringing the energy and the vibe mm -hmm. of, like, this entire... They seem to be the nucleus of the party. Right. So he would always kind of, like, you know, look to us to kind of play music. And then that would kind of, like, expand on to the rest of the room. Oh, no. That's like the that's like <clears throat> the super combo, right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, look, I give thanks to MoMA for expanding my musical palette, especially introducing it to... Uh, you know, Nigerian music yeah. or, you know, from Ghana or yeah. just like African as a, you know, African music as a whole. You know, I think I allowed myself to, like, be open mm -hmm. and, and, and go through albums and go through artists and, and, and learn lyrics to songs because of the songs, the music that he was playing in his parties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think MoMA for that, the same way I thank you for creating the space for me to actually experience that, you yeah. know? Um, and you, and aside from thanking you for creating the space, I thank you for also creating a space, but more specifically, a space where I was able to connect and learn and build my social capital. Not only 
in New York, but international. I met uh, one of my ex-girlfriends, Boop, at one of your parties, you know? It's very telling of what you do, of what you do. You just bring people together. But going back to you throwing parties and you figuring it out through yeah. the through the pandemic, um, you always struck me as a person that knew a thing or two about living. Yeah. So I always imagined, especially during this time where I was like, you know, how's Maine doing? I always knew that you were in your element because that's what you do. You live. Yeah. You know, and this is a, a question that I that I yeah. ask myself. Do you think that with less parties going on, there are more people? Getting into relationships. I mean, I think there are more people getting into relationships. I mean, you know, there's a reason why they call winter season cuffing season because there's less parties in the winter. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I think they're definitely. I'm tapping into your social scientist no, mind I mean, right like, now. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> listen, man. Because, like, listen. New York summers are amazing, but New York winters. Are Let me amazing. tell you something. If you can survive a New York summer. In a relationship, that relationship yeah, is battle-tested. That was battle-tested. And New York winters are, on the social scene, is also just as amazing as well. Dude, you know They're what? Different. And you're right, bro. You're right. Because, you know, you know, I remember going to those winter parties blizzard. that you were throwing. And it was like, oh, we, we're here despite the blizzard. Therefore, we're meant to connect. And all of a sudden, we're meant to ex- yo, bro, enjoy ourselves like, like, to, like, the... Yo, New York, yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I think, like... You know, during this pandemic, there's definitely, like, you know, a lot more, you know, connections going on. Maybe they're in relationships, relationships for the time being, relationships mm-hmm. long-term. Right. You know, but um, that's what kind of, like, life is about. So, 100%. Are there more relationships going on outside of, like, the, you know, the social experience? Yeah, they could be. Mm-hmm. They could be. But I, I think, like, I can't even, like, really, really put a put it where it kind of falls in because it seems like... You know, there, there's a varying experience to this whole, you know, COVID. You know, you right. have individuals who are like... I want to leave my relationship. Yeah, <laughs> want to leave relationship. You have, you know, who want to leave. You have individuals who are like, you know... It, this is a whole different kind of right. dynamic you're playing right. with. You know, you have... You know, my boy told me that he went on, you know... Uh, it might have been a Bumble date. Your boy? Bumble quarantine date. Your boy? You know, and he had a back... He, he had a back... He invited, he invited, you know, the date to his backyard... He had a social distance date. He had the booth. He had everything set up. So weird. Yo, and I was like, you know, it was like, I was like, what does that look like? He was like, she was on one side of the couch. I was on the other. You know, like, so I mean, I think there's still kind of connections going on. There's still things moving and shaking. But I think it's like, I think it's just an understanding of like finding out where people kind of like move. You know, he obviously went on a social distance date, you know, and you might have other people who's like, you know, like. I'm good. We can, like, make out. <laughs> you right, know, like... Right, right, right. So, like, where that all falls in between is an interesting dynamic. To me, meeting new people. Right. You know, I think consistent, you know, people that you met in your past. But then it's figuring out where they fall into play, right? Where it's like, how do you feel? What's been going on in your right, life? Right. It's a very interesting kind of, like... Time. It's time, right. You know, like, meeting somebody, you might give them a hug, you might give them a pound, you might give them an elbow, you mm-hmm. might wave at them. Mm-hmm. That... That you know that yeah. relationship could like hinge right. you know on that. Like, right. I met him and he waved at me across the street. Oh, I thought he was the cutest. You know, or he hugged me. I didn't get hugged in right. a long time. Right, right, right. Like all those dynamics are in place. So I can't really say where that's gonna fall. Like time will tell. Time will tell. I guess you know the babies. We'll see where the babies show up. Right. right. <laughs> that's, that's when we that's know. That's the ultimate marker <laughs> you know? of what's happening. 
What's up with you, man? You have a special person in your life? I would imagine that helps in times like these when the vibes are quaint. Yeah, the vibes are quaint. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I am good. I am chilling. The special uh, people of my life are the special people of oh, my life. <laughs> you ain't drink now. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hide my kid from the world. Like, <laughs> not even. Not even. Not even. Not even. Not even. All right, that's it. And that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Word, man. Um, so, you know, and I always talk to you speaking about, like, you know, relationships. Yeah. Um, how do you think working in this industry has affected you um, when it comes to relationships? Has it discouraged, encouraged you into pursuing relationships. Just reflecting on it, you know, you're always around a slew of beautiful women who call, who come from all over the globe, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm sure that has an effect on a few things, right? <laughs> whether women can trust you, most importantly, whether you can trust you, right? Um, you know, so, uh, you know, and it's also different, right? Because and I'm gonna let you answer this question because I really want you to answer. I'm here, but, I'm here, bro. You know, as I'm telling you this, I'm like, I'm thinking, if you're always around energy, yeah, yeah. good energy yeah, too, yeah. right? Because you, yeah. could, you know, you surround yourself around good people, yeah. from what I've seen, and to expect that same amount of energy from one person, yeah, um, only you know seems impossible, right? And 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 you can carry that perspective yeah. and that can deter you from actually pursuing relationships yeah i think i think i would say that <clears throat> encourage i think maybe i think impede might be a little bit of a word okay a okay. little bit a little bit so but not discourage impede yeah not this doesn't discourage me for relationships I'm, I'm not discouraged at all for relationships i think and when i say impede it doesn't impede me mm. per se it may impede you know the other side and the acceptance of you know some that I'm that I'm into, <clears throat> and I definitely know that you know early on when I kind of like you know things got more socially more out there, you know it definitely the same relationship that I was in that originally was like oh you know like kind of propelled me into kind of being more kind of like you know social, uh, <clears throat> kind of came back around and. You know, was I was kind of like trying to do a bit of both. I was like, okay, I can still have this executive job, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, this family, this, you know, this kind of idea. Right. I'm like, this other side is also nice. And it wasn't even about like, mm -hmm. you know, entertaining like multiple women. It was mostly like the energy of what it all right, was. Right. Well, you know, like, you know, like, let's talk about it. Like you want, you know, or subconsciously, whether you acknowledge it or not, you're looking for a person that matches the energy that you yeah. likely received from a host of folks yeah, in different yeah, settings, yeah. under strobe lights, yeah. in altered states, intoxicated not only by fancy cocktails, but by the music in these venues. Yeah, 100%. That's a lot of pressure yeah. for someone to compete with. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, it was me trying to like, how to do a balance. And, you know, I was trying to figure out that balance. But, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think if there was, if there was one kind of like, you know, area that it was like, oh man, you know, my life would have been gone a different way. Mm -hmm. I think there's some elements of what I would still, I would still be that, but I think like there might've been a two way sheet. It was me kind of int getting introduced to, you know, fully understanding, you know, this kind of like the social community and, you know, being able to access like a multiple, you know, variety of people, 
you know, all different kinds of people, you know, that are still my friends to this day. The other, the other road might have been, you know, not that. It might have been more of a traditional kind of sense, Mm -hmm. you know, which I definitely, you know, commend and I appreciate of what it is. But I I think I understood that, you know, that things can be different. I think it was early on understanding of the fact where I think a lot of like creatives and influencers or individuals are currently understanding like, you know, hey, you can still, you know, be creative, you can still do whatever, and you can still, like, have a, a life that people feel or say, you know, doesn't apply to you otherwise. And I think, like, early on, I kind of, like, understood that, like, okay, this is, even though for a little bit, I was like, maybe it isn't, because I retired for, like, a year or so, and I was like, nah, I need to, like, focus on this. Mm-hmm. And then when that didn't really work out, because I still was kind of like, Back and forth. With Back you. and forth. Right. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here. And along the way, sitting there, I just kind of like understood and dynamic. How it's kind of like impeded on relationships or connected with a relationship has been different. You know, I've had friends that would tell me that like, yo, you know, Maine, like you're around a lot of beautiful women and any women that you're, any woman that as, you're around. As we talk about beautiful women, you mind if I spark this <laughs> Go ahead, spark it up. <laughs> you know, it's going to have to be like secure and whatever. And you know, like, it's so interesting because, like, yes, I do have, you know, the pleasure and the access of being around, like, a lot of beautiful energy, you know, but, like, you know, th- these are still people or individuals that I connect with, like, right. you know, it's not individuals that I'm, like, you know, some of them I might look along the way and be like, maybe, but, you know, even along the way, it's like, okay, maybe not, and, you know, it's, it's just more so, like, me meeting people and, you know having access to understand and connect with people and be like, all right, cool, you know, like, we can just be friends, and then that's it, you know? And a lot of people might think that, you know, every single person I interact with or I'm around, like, they might be some, you know, behind-the-scenes backstory story. But, like, you know, I mean, like, you've met multiple people around me, you know? No, people trust you. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, people trust you, and that's why you have been so successful in this space. You know, but but when you when you say that, it brings me back to um, this podcast I used to listen to with Esther yeah. Perel, which is about energy, oh, right. okay? Yeah, yeah. Which is about energy. I think she wrote the book called Mating in Captivity. Oh wow! And she talked about this experience where um, the husband and the wife they were having issues uh, sexually yeah. because ever since the wife had a child and she became a mother, um, the attention. You know the 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 gazing, the affection yeah. that normally would go to the husband, to the father. Now was going to the child. Mm. So there was only so much energy that she could yeah. give. You know, so um, it's not about whether you want to be with someone over this person. It's about energy. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's why I've always asked you, like, do you have enough energy to entertain? All of these quality people, man. You know, because it's not only about, yes, we can sit here and we can talk about these beautiful women, yeah. but, like, very interesting people, very eclectic people that you hang around with. Man, you I know? think, like, you know, they give me they give me just as much. Like, you just think about it. Like, I'm able to learn so much, you know, through them, being around them, you know, meeting them. They teach me the different cultures. I know. Understanding. I mean, but that's what I'm telling you. Like, you could get so, caught up in that. I mean, it's not caught up for me. It's just, for me. It's not. No, but like, all right. So now, uh, so so, how does a like a woman that enters your life? How does how does she compete with that? 
There's not. A, there's no. There's, she doesn't even need to compete. She just has to flow. There's, there's not. It's not even a competition. I mean, like, she on her own is gonna have her own lane in my life that is that none of these women have access to. You know, and me and her are gonna define that. Mm. Like there's there's no like, and that's for me and her to decide on right. where you know where that is. You know, I think obviously like what people see like on the surface level. You know, going out, whatever. Like yeah, that's immediate. You know, but they're gonna be so many other things and so many other experiences and so many other like, you know, moments where we're gonna be able to kind of like connect on our own that no one else has. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very much like, you know, a person that's socially out there and connecting with people, but I'm also a private person like that, right? So there's different elements of me that, right. you know, you just kind of like getting to know me and understanding me and just knowing who I am right. that like you're gonna connect with, you know. Right. So this is an interesting dynamic. I mean. Funny enough, Mike, my full name is Jermaine, right? Not a lot of people know that, you know? So I would have, I would have, you know, girls I'd be dating, they'd be like, I don't like Maine, I like Jermaine. <laughs> you know? So, it'd be crazy. Are they thinking Maine is someone else? Uh, they don't be knowing, they don't be knowing, <laughs> I don't want them to know. I need to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to find a way. Boop. Yes, sir. So feel like a brand new guy. Listen, I'm like talking about guy. feel like a brand new guy. We had to take a bathroom break. <laughs> Just say it. Maine was like before I answered that question. I was like, let me go shake hands with an old friend. <laughs> Never an old friend, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, you know, but talking about feeling fresh, new energy. Uh, I'm not done with you, man. When it comes right. to like your parties, it seems like your circle gets bigger. Uh, but your parties always feel intimate. Oh, and with new actual, energy. Actual. And new people. Yeah. Um, it's like they're handing out flyers of you at the airport. You know, that's what it feels like. That's like, hilarious. It's like, if you're beautiful, if you're black, if you're cultured, if you just moved to New York City to pursue your education or career, great. Maine oh, wow. awaits you. Oh, wow. That's, that, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Is it not? Like, you know, take it, these directions. It's hilarious because it's not real, but it's also, like, hilarious because, like, there's, like, this, like, you know, some kind of, like, I can see how that kind of, like, exists in the universe. You, know, you show, like, in the back of the of the flyer, it says, you know, all you gotta do is just take these directions to Harlem 118th and Frederick Douglass, you know, speak a, a secret it's password. Else. It's through everybody else, bro. Okay. It's through everybody else. Interesting. You know, like, Always been word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, it's like you just connect with people and you connect with other people mm -hmm. and then you just kind of, like, you know, <clears throat> it's everything that what I highlighted you know, earlier and like even how I got in, you know, connected into nightlife. Mm. You just connect with people and connect with people. And so, <clears throat> definitely like, you know. Don't mind if I smoke a cigar. Right? Do you think, bro? When um, I would connect with certain individuals, they would introduce me to like their network. And now, whereby previously, you know, the, what I understood the network to be would mm. be like more of a kind of business corporate setting, right? Right. But like, their network now is their culture, mm. you know, their family, their community, right? Right. So it's like, it was a different kind of connection that I also felt, you know, that I, I would also feel obligated to kind of like, you know, look out for and maintain, right. you know, like if my mom hits me up and says, you, you know, your cousin or your aunt is coming into town and, you know, look out for them or something or whatever, it'd be like, you feel obligated to. So it's like, when a friend tells you and says, like, my sister's, my little sister's in town, my cousin's mm, in town, yeah. you know, my best friend I grew up with is in town. Good point. You know, like, you know, there's a different kind of, like, mm -hmm. approach and connection to that, you know? 
You know, it's interesting that you say that because just like I referenced before, you know, I met an ex through, you know, one of your parties. And um, and it's true because once you get to learn and shout yeah. out to her, beautiful woman inside and out. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because as you get to know folks like her, yeah. you know, folks like I, you know, the folks that I've met, you know, at your parties that, you know, they, they travel from, from London, they travel yeah. from France, from Norway, yeah. you know, some parts of Africa. It's like, oh, you really don't know how much of a jungle this is. <laughs> you don't know about these savages. I feel like I must like protect you at all costs at no. this point. And it's like, and I can see yeah. why you're like, yeah, well, like well, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know what? I mean, you know, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily kind of like protecting them. And the protection was 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 it a was full there. umbrella. It was a full umbrella. It was it's a full a umbrella. Part of it. No, it was a full umbrella. It yeah. was a full umbrella. But you know, it was like, you know, it's like I think I'm probably like the kind of uncle that like, you know, you pull up, you know, and like, you know, like cool, go frolic. Right. Go figure it out. It's a lot of you creepy know, uncles, man. You know, but <laughs> I'm not No, no, no. I said it to my, you know, my nephew's right, 12 right, years old. Right, so right. just like, you know, just kind of like you know, like just the kind of like the the person, the, like the I'll be the group leader, the, right. the 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 scout. That's like, all right, we here. Just mm. go ahead, just go figure it out. Right, so right. it's like, but I'm watching. I'm keeping my eye on. And when I see something that like that I know to be dangerous, or I know to be a little crazy. Then I'm gonna like, hey, 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 hey. See? Then I'm gonna calm it down. I'm not necessarily saying that you shouldn't go over there and you know. Look or whatever, right, but I'm just that's also not, that's not how you communicate. Yeah, but I'm but I'm also just being mindful and aware. So it's like, you know, yeah, you know, it wasn't necessarily like let me protect you from the wolves. I'm like, you might like a little wolf, you might like a little wolf, but it's cool with that because I don't know what you're into. But right. like, I'm gonna let it be known and make sure that like not on my watch. Mm. You know, feel free to like you know understand it and also just kind of like understand like. Where is this wolf coming from? What is this about? And that part right there, yeah. and that part right there, you know, and I hope you acknowledge it, is what I speak to as to why people relate to you, people care about you, people yeah. trust you, is because of that. Like, yes, like you may not know someone, but you, you know, whatever you know from that person, you know, you're going to utilize it and say, okay, like, what can I do to help them? Yeah. Or at least, you know, keep, you know, provide them healthy perspective. Yeah. And I feel like you've been doing it, doing that for such a long time yeah. that, you know, karma, karma is real, man. And, and, and people see that in you. And when they come here, look, not New Yorkers are tough. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, I'm sure there's many people out here that come out here and they get brokenhearted by their businesses, by their lovers. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to exist in New York City. Yeah. And to find someone like you who is consistent, who is also vibrant, but silently, like not yeah. so like over the top. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And I think they trust that. They trust that brand, but they trust you as a person more importantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, that's what my bad. I just, I just probably, you know, took your narrative and then, you know, yeah. put something on it. But, but I really do feel that's why people trust me. And that's why these beautiful women trust me. Or even, you know... I've met some really good dudes. Yeah. You know, um, you know, shout out to Ronnie, right? Yeah. You know, Ronnie's from London, right? Ronnie's from London. Yeah, yeah. Big up men like Ronnie. Hey, <laughs> here we go, there we go. And you know, and it's like they look to you. Yeah, you man. know, and even me as a native New Yorker, I look to you 
to give me the parties that I can trust. <laughs> you know, the parties that I know that as I've matured, you know, not as I've matured, as I've gotten older, I've, I've gotten a lot more selective yeah, yeah. with my energy yeah, and yeah. the parties that I attend. Yeah, yeah. But you are, you know, if you will, the trusted brand. You know, <laughs> you know where I'm like, yo, Maine, what's going on? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, for the past two years, I would probably say that 90% of the time that I go out to parties, I'm going to an event that you're throwing. Man, props, man. Man, yeah, props, man. man. And, you know, like, you know, when you get a text from a man like Charlie, it's like, uh, what's going on? You know. Man, let me in. You know, are you in like, there? Oh, my God. I hope you have reception. You know, I'll be like, listen, I'll be like, when girls are like, you know, where are your friends? I'll be like, I got friends. Where are the good looking? I got good looking. I got good looking friends. I got good looking friends. Like, when Charlie texts me, well, man, where you at? Charlie, I'm. Address is coming your way. <laughs> you are also a good dude, bro. Thank you, brother. It's like 100%. Because, like, you know, energy is energy. So it's right, like, that's, right. you know, like, you know, even if, like, having people to kind of, like, figure themselves out with the wolves. I'll right. be like, you know, I know the wolves are out there. But I'm like, yo, wolf, what right. you trying to say? What right. you saying? Right, right, right. You know, you saying something, like, you know, so I'm aware, man. And so the energy is always the energy. And, like, you are a good dude, a good homie. So, you, you know, and, and, and I knew that when you walked in that the girls might be like, hey, you know, who's that? And I'd be like... My boy Charlie, yeah. my motherfucking boy Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to holler at him? Talk to me. Talk to <laughs> you know, you want to see people like him? Come to my parties. Hundred percent. everything. Yeah. It's everything. And, you know, it was a different time. Obviously, now I'm in a relationship. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. 100%. You know, but um, no, I was happy then. But you know, obviously different, Absolutely different now. situation. Shout but um, yeah, man. And um, but now I want to get to, you know, this connection that we're talking about. You know, what is your process as far as because, you know, from now, I gather that everything is organic. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, talk to me about, like, the business element of it. Like, <laughs> your experiences with business owners, you know. Yeah, how I mean, how like, was that? You know, like, did you get the door in the beginning? You I know? mean, the, the whole thing was, like, a little bit of a, you know, learning process and understanding and just new to me. Like, so the same guy who gave us our first opportunity, he was... Right. He, he kind of like put the idea of entrepreneurship, mm. you know, in our head. You could start an LLC and, you know, it was me like trying to figure out like, what does that even look like? And it was like, it is event management, it is it event planning. Like, I didn't even know. Like, mm. I just kind of like was going with the flow. So everything's been like, you know, a learning process of me kind of like building a brand and building understanding and just kind of like putting the thoughts that I knew and the experience and the assets I understood from the corporate side and apl applying it here <clears throat> so it's like nightlife and dealing with like you know he was the first kind of like owner that we dealt with right and he gave us an opportunity you know and then the next wave was like through my network through someone that we knew through the kind of night nightlife scene and kind of traditionally booking us and then we met moma and then moma on his own had his cone, following cone, following and access right. and he had more of a understanding from a business and creative aspect mm. from like the whole nightlife scene he had gotcha. been around it from a longer time so you taught me a lot more of like the nuances of kind of like running an event running an experience right. you know introduced to me in which i already kind of had i was already growing in my own kind of way of just kind of like you know like what is you know what is i would ask my question so he was able to someone that i had direct access to mm. to kind of like give me answers to certain things mm. that i didn't have Right. And, and also working with him and going through the things that he dealt with, he also introduced me to, you know, the problems and the answers at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
So that whole dynamic was kind of like a, learn, a learning process and a growing process. And they progressed, you know, when everyday people kind of like started taking off. It was just like the understanding and now I'm a part of the team. And yeah, I'm involved in, you know, project management and artist relations and, and venue connections and brand mm-hmm. partnerships that I already was doing from a corporate standpoint. But I kind of like progressed in this kind of way. And dealing with owners in nightlife, I'd probably say that... A large majority, a large like segment of like the lane of what I've been connected to, it's been the way of good connections. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a lot of major, you know, kind of hiccups. I have had, you know, my fair share of like things going a little left or going a little right, you know, mm-hmm. from a lot of different, you know, scenarios. I've had, you know, removed entire parties on the night of. And took them somewhere else. Took them someplace else. Mm-hmm. Day of. Just because the owner was, you know, not allowing, you know, black people in the room, mm. you know, I've had, you know, just being a part and seeing like how owners can be like, you know, or even clubs, clubs, you know, just going through the nightlife experience. Mm. Where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this is like, you know, a certain kind of look. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this is a different kind of look, mm. you know, I've had clubs go from like, oh, you know, we're the most premium you know, spot to get into, to now we're, like, allowing, you know, you know, anybody, or even we want basketball players and football players in here, mm. you know, we want, you know, we want that kind of money, so, nightlife is no, by no means, or even the social scene is not even, like, shy of, like, the systematic yeah, different yeah, dynamics yeah. that everything is going on right now. Because, by you know, why, why not look at Maine, Maine, or, and Mark, because you was, yeah. you know, you were also promoting with Mark, at, uh, you know, in your earlier yeah. stages, right? Um, looking at you as, you know, two, you know, young, intelligent men of color to bring in that kind of caliber, right? But, you know, from what I'm getting from you is that it was either, no, uh, you know, bring in anybody, which, you yeah. know, you, folks like you probably bring in ratchetness or bring in these celebrities. Like, like did you feel that they understood who you were <laughs> And where you came from and your vision and the people that you yeah. surrounded yourself with? Or did you have to, like, always fucking prove yourself? I feel like I never put myself in, in those, you know, I, I've been lucky enough or just been obligated enough to not to be able to put myself in the situations, you know, where someone's going to have to challenge my moral code. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I probably, like, maybe, like, once or twice kind of, like, you know, understood with the level of, like, you know, oh, I need to, like, make sure you guys dress a certain way mm-hmm. or maybe I just may pay pay more attention to like you know who I'm inviting mm-hmm. but like you know those are few and far between right you know those are few and far between like you know <clears throat> at the end of the day like when I walk into like any kind of like you know situation of you know like me working with the with the client or a venue or whatever it's just like you know I'm trying to like go to bat for everybody that's standing behind me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You know, 100%. Like, I want everybody to be good. You know, like, it's not even about, like, what you look like, how much money you got. It's like, my name is here. You're good here. Your money's good here. You deserve to have an experience here. And, like, yo, I'm going to make sure that I try to, like, find my way to, like, you know, alleviate some of the issues and and the things that you, like, you know, complain about that I know there are always problems and make them not be an issue. Right. That's when I, you know, that's another thing I want to ask you because, you know, in, in some of your parties, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't rare to see, like, a model that would probably be harassed in these other parties, right? Or, 
you know, just beautiful woman. Like, I don't know how you managed to do it, but the way you curated such an impressive female-to-male ratio in your parties <laughs> was unprecedented in my <clears throat> lifetime. I mean, it's just a, I don't know. <laughs> you do I mean, know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I, I love the presence of beautiful women. Okay. You know, but by all means, you know, beautiful energy. You know, I think that's the first thing. Right. And like, they just so happen, you know, to be beautiful women as well. But I think, you know, I think, I think, I think the level of, I think more so to speak to the, the ratio understanding is the fact that like, I definitely, you know, was always being like, you know, a safety net and a protective net for them. Right. I think 100%, like, you know, I think, I don't know where along the way that I kind of, like, just understood the dynamics of, like, you know, of, like, you know, just, you know, being a kind of, like, a safe space and understanding, and it could have definitely been, a you know, within the wave of, like, you know, some of these individuals were like, yo, this is my sister, this is my cousin, so right. it's like, you know, they, they, they put me responsible for the night to make sure they were good. Right. And I think that kind of translated, you know, in, you know, when I do step out. And, you know, for everybody, you know, not even just the women, right? right. So if you come through and you're having a problem, it's like, yo, how can I diffuse or make this situation amends? Because, right. like, you know, at the end of the day, with everybody coming out, I want everybody to have a good time. And that's the goal in an in a understanding, be protective of, like, the people I invited, you right. know? So if I invited you, if you knew me, if you knew of me, you know, if you got connected with me, then, like, you know, this is a safe space. This is your table. It's not mm-hmm. my table. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is your drinks. It's not my drinks. Right. So, you know, this this is... I always know, felt that whenever <clears throat> I stopped by the table. Thank so you for this that. So this is the vibe, and, like, you know, it almost felt like a way for people to kind of, like, you know, and feel free to, like, extend this to your own network as well. Like, don't feel obligated to the fact that just because... You got to invite it. You can't invite somebody else. Right. That you right. can't extend it to somebody else. It was, it, you know, it was almost like a, like a trust factor. Like you know, like yeah. I trust you to you know bring someone, that uh, can add to this experience. Yeah. And, and as I said, I'm the I'm the like the scout leader. Be like, go through, come through X Y Z. You know, and then when I see a little disturbance, I'd be like, skirt skirt. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But like. You're not getting that text next week <laughs> before the <laughs> new spot like, is. Okay, you know, but that's what it is. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, because you bring people together, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure uh, you've been in interesting situations where uh, you introduce two people that end up being in a relationship, but you also yeah. have been in situations where those same two people don't want to talk to each other because oh, of yeah. a, a vicious breakup, and now oh, yeah. uh, I'm wondering if... If you've been in situations where they try to like get you to pick sides, and how do you deal with that? Uh, I mean, you know, I think like I've been in multiple levels. I think I've definitely been in. Um, I mean, I'm probably, hundred percent. I'm probably like, you know, standard level core. I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral, <laughs> right? But I'm also just very aware of the fact that like you know, when people, when two individuals come around, I try to, and I know both of them. I try to like let everybody just understand like, all right, cool, <laughs> like what's going over there. You like, and I want like, cause I'm not here to be blocking or whatever. Like, you know, right. everybody like this. This is a community experience, so you right. should be meeting people. You should be maintaining and connecting with people in, in multiple different ways. And I'm like, but guess what? Like, I don't want to, you know. I'm like, if you're gonna do this, just then no. Just, then just do this, and if you're gonna do this, just do this, cause like, you know, I'm not with the fuckery, you know, yeah. like. Just kind of like, you know, just kind of like be you, do you, but just also be aware of the fact that, you know, you can't 
just like do you and just bounce. Right. You know, you just can't be like the homies can't just come through and like and just be out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to like be mindful of the fact that you might see this person again because right. like yo, this is Maine's friend. Right. So you know, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and then also how are you gonna treat that person? Like even if it's just a one time affair, mm-hmm. you know, like you know how are you gonna like treat them? And you have to like be a, you know I I would think that like. Just be aware of that. And both both sides of the spectrum. I think I kind of like, you know, silently laid down the bedrock of just kind of like, you know, listen, I want you guys to do whatever. Go to town. You know, and if you and if you have to break some shit up and fuck some shit up, it's okay. But just like, just do it responsibly. Right. Just do it in a way where no one's kind of being disrespectful. Right. Just do it in a way where people can still kind of like connect and kind of like, you know. There's just mad times, you know, people have walked into the rooms like, I had a couple of times, a couple of things that I slept in here with. But it doesn't mean it has to, like, end in, like, some, like, vicious kind of thing. You can right. still have a good experience. Right, right, You right. know? So it was just kind of like, that was the kind of thing. And, like, the moments when it doesn't work out, the moments where it just kind of, like, goes away, you know, I never, I never uh, get myself into the, the weeds of deciding. Like, obviously, sometimes I might be more privy to more information than others. And then, you know, with that information, you kind of, like, you know, you know, just, you just figure out where you want to fall. But right, I think, right. you know, for the sake of like, you know, public spaces that, you know, that I'm curating, you know, I'm mindful then, right? So I'm mindful of just kind of like, you know, like who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, being aware. I'm just mindful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that you can't come, or you can't be here, right. you know, but I'm also being aware of the fact that like, you know, hey, you know, such and such might be pulling up. You right. know, you about to pull up with other... You know, I'm aware. And like, right. that's just me being respectful of, like, you know, your energy and that person's energy as right. well. Right. You right. know? Right. And that doesn't, that's not me picking sides. That's not. That's you know? not actually. Because, like, on the same kind of level, the fact that, you know, I want them to be okay when they come to me and have a good time because they might be dealing with something or might be going through something and the next person might be wow. like, they might have moved on. Like, you're more than welcome, both of you guys. You just sold that, man. That's a win-win in every situation. (laughs) You know? It's a win-win for both parties, and it's a win-win for you. So it's a mindful. So it's a mindful. And then, you know, it's it's not like you just randomly, you know, pull up in here, and I'm like, figure it out. Right, right, right. Thank you. know, it's, you know, for the people who are, you know, close to me, I'm I'm here. I just kind of, like, try to find my ways and be like, yo, this is what it is. You know? Like, so you know what's going on. And I think that's, you know, that's what everybody wants. Everybody just wants to be able to, like, I think at the end of the day, you want to be able to walk into a room and just kind of like know what's up. Yeah. You know, just walk in there, you know, I'm gold and that's it. Yeah. You want to walk in and just not thinking like, you know, some other people already have, you know, whatever judgments or right, assessments, right. energy coming at right, you, right. you know, and that could exist. But if it's going to exist, then both people should be aware of like, right. it's like a presidential debate. Like, right. it's like. Everybody should be knowing what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And you're like the moderator. You're not picking sides, but... I'm not picking sides. I'm moderating. I'm moderating. I'm moderating. moderating. Keeping it safe. Just keeping it safe. (laughs) Keeping it safe. You know, and that's that's intelligent, you know, that you approach it that way. I wonder if there were uh, folks before you that taught you how to, like, navigate those Mm. spaces. Like, is there someone within the industry that you... Uh, grew up wanting to emulate as you grew up in this industry. Um, I, th- I I can't I can't say you know and this is not like no shade to obviously right. you know the the pioneer homies you know because like <clears throat> I mean low key I'm kind of like you know I was like 
it was always like Mark and Maine, so I was always like, it was Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. so I was always like the background chill dude, right? And that was my energy. Yeah, because, like, you know, because Mark, his energy is like, <laughs> hey, what's up? He's hugging everybody. You know, he has a bright smile on his face. That's, that's my guy. And yeah. A lot of things, actually, I, I've learned. I've learned, I learned through him. And I just think, like, it's just me so just kind of like, you know, I'm more of like a, you know, I walk in a room and I like, I, I like going into rooms where I don't know anybody because mm-hmm. I get to just kind of like sit back and just kind of like see and assess. I'm, I'm a quiet as much as people think that I'm, you know, I'm so much social, I'm, you know, my, my natural energy is to, like, just be quiet and chill and assess. Yeah, yeah. And I've, been, I've been blessed to see that side of me as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's, like, to see and understand and, you know, like, I'm the one kind of, like, speaking to the person who just, you know, is, you know, like, I'll just walk in, I'm just speaking to the bar back, I'm speaking to the janitor, I'm speaking to just a regular individual. And, but that's the energy that I've always been when I, even when I was in high school. I was just, yeah. And me and Mark kind of curated at the same time because we were like even keel with all these individuals from top to bottom. So I think like alongst the way, I just kind of like, you know, just picked up an understanding of just like, you know, just connecting with people and treating people and just giving them their due process, mm-hmm. you know, if you shall, you know, and that shit is different every day. Right. <laughs> that's interesting. You know, it's different every day. You wake up every day with a different due process. Right, right, so, right. And, and there's some people who are involved in, like, kind of, like, you know, shifting that, shaking that, and, you know, it's just me being like, maybe this is not, maybe today you just was like, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm coming out, I just want to drink and whatever, and, like, right. then this other person was here, and, like, they just so happened to be here, too. Mm-hmm. Thank God that you had that due process. Sorry, I use legal terms. No, 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 no. You got me going now. You got me excited. I use legal terms. Shit, I'm about to bring out the book. You about to bring out the book. You know, I see the law books over here. You know, no, man, but it's it's, it's interesting that you were able to figure out with the absence of any, yeah. you know, not to say that you weren't influenced, but with the absence of, of someone specific, right? Um, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with your upbringing. You know, with your education, you know, with you, with who yeah. you are, your uniqueness, right? Yeah, yeah. What would you say are the common mistakes made by young hosts or promoters coming up in the game? Ooh, the common mistakes made. I mean, I can only imagine, bro. Oh, man. You get caught Damn. up with ego, you know, like yeah, you have access but... to certain things, to people, to venues. Um, I don't know. There's a lot going on. I there. think maybe, I think maybe, like, I mean... You know, I don't know. Like, I might be, I might be speaking from a, a a different kind of like a past energy, right? It's just me seeing things and it's kind of like, you know, correcting them. You know, so it's maybe not even too too current. But even let me even try to like even think about current. Or even let me look and think of the, the 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 great things and the positive things of the people that are around me. And then definitely all the people around me like are paying attention to you know, their audience mm-hmm. and their community, right? You know, <clears throat> who they're building, their followers, the people they can, and they're, they're holding that seriously, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, you know, like, someone who doesn't do that is, like, failing, mm-hmm. you know? You know, also in the same lane of just being able to be, like, you know, I, I said that earlier today on that, you know, on, on how my, you know, Larry, who gave us that opportunity they like introduced this idea of like hosting versus promoting, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's like that's I think that speaks to like you curating an audience, and then also you know, pay attention to those audience needs, you know. And bro, you just 
coming out with a whole bunch of corporate lingo. That's that's what happened. You didn't need a no, role model. You came you came with your corporate manual. Like, okay, this is what I'll... Man, I mean, we can talk... We can go street with it. We can just say, like, you know, like, look out for the homies who pull up. You know, like, you know, the homies who pull up, just look out for them. Right, right, we right. We can totally... But I think just the energy of it all, like, yeah. I can't necessarily, like... I'm a part of, like, this kind of, like, you know, lane of creating what it means to kind of host events and host parties and, you know... Yeah, I'm I'm able to have like this global experience, this global brand that I connect with, you know, through, you know, the the DJs I work with and the properties I work with, you know. But I mean, <clears throat> on the baseline level, I think like anybody knows, you know, if you're gonna, it doesn't even matter like whether you're going to like, you know, a, a major, you know, global corporate event or mm-hmm. if you're having people over your, for dinner, right. you know, curating the right list making sure the vibe is right, mm. making sure the experience is cool, you know, you know, being meticulous and understanding of, like, you know, everything that what you want it to be and what you expect expect it to be for them, mm. you know, and just, like, walking that through. I mean, like, shit, I walked in here, there's, like, Glenn Lever, there's water, there's ice buckets, like, yo! It's a vibe, right? It's a vibe, man. I learned from the best. And, I mean, like, that, I think, like, that speaks to, like, you know, just kind of, like, you know, hosting the experience and, like, I think... You know, I think it definitely, definitely comes back to the understanding of, like, you know, curating and treating people like people. Right. You know, does that mean it to be, like, some big, you know, corporate empire brand? I don't know. There's somebody out there that might make that a thing. Mm-hmm. But I think on the base level, it should definitely be, you know, being able to, like, curate an experience and, you know, like, making a vibe in the whole element of what people are having for that, you know, fleeting moment. Right. You know, that thing. And, you know, sometimes they walk away with new friends. Sometimes they walk away with, you know, like, you know, new experiences, you know. I mean, nowadays it might be like walk away with new content. Mm. You know. Right. <laughs> Whatever that is. It's kind of like just being involved in that. Wow, thank you for that insight. You know, one of the things that I've always thought about is maybe the need or the perceived need to yeah. consistently be in an altered state for someone that's hosting a party. Oh, okay. How, how that can okay. also be a detriment, yeah. you know? Um, you know, because, look, for example, Adderall use is yeah. very high when it comes to, like, law students or when it comes to students, graduate students, students, right? Graduate students, yeah. If you're dealing in a specific industry yeah. where you're surrounded by alcohol, yeah. where you're surrounded by people that are there to, like, cool off, estrogate themselves from the daily monotony, right? Yeah. From their responsibilities, you know, it's kind of like, all right, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be drinking every night or whenever you're working. But also on top of that, you also want to make sure that you're leading by example and you want to show them that you're having a good time. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you need a little little drinky drink to have a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, bro. Uh, I think like, you know, I just as much, you know, have, I'm, I'm a part of the experience as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, where everybody else's experience bandwidth is, mm-hmm. you know, where they, right. where they fall. And I never push that, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you push me, I might like see what's up, but a level of it speaks to like, you know, my nature of just kind of like, I'm still here, you know, you know, working this experience and working at this event. Right. So it's like, I still have to be mindful. There's like... There's like a level of kind of like, which is an interesting kind of lane. Was like, what 
job, for, you know, allows you to be like be wavy, right? And just like still kind of like figure out like this whole kind of like festival experience of like making sure everybody's good, right? And that speaks to obviously like the team you have around you, the team, the, the, the individuals that you work with, and just the whole kind of experience, which makes it allow to do that. But you know, definitely in the moment, I'm. You know, I'm down to like have the have the experience and like, you know, just like live as well. But you know, also you know, try to like be aware and maintain the fact that like I still gotta look out for people. I still gotta close out. I still gotta you know right. be present. Right. Almost like you know, you go to the, you get invited to the, the corporate holiday party, and you know, like you know, have these you know drinks flowing, drinks yeah, flowing yeah. you know. But you just realize that, like mm, I'm still here, you know, I'm still here. I still gotta like can't like while out right. so I think like there's a level of like you know from my corporate background of being able to like still be in these environments right. still drink still hang out still meet people still keep the energy going right. but then also still be present and aware of the fact that like A I gotta like look out close out the situations look out for people be aware of what's going on mm. you know and there's no I don't think there's no um, you know there's no kind of like off there's no like off in that essence. <laughs> I'm sure being around all that feminine yeah. energy um, has inspired some thoughts of poetry. And speaking of poetry, I know that you, since you know the beginning <laughs> of when I met you, you were always blogging, you were always writing. Did your source wow. of inspiration come from Man, that feminine energy? The source of information just came from the fact that I wanted to invite people out, and I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to tell you like. Meet me on the corner at 11 o'clock and pull up. Right. Like, that's really where it came from. Mm. I was just like, you know, I want to try to invite people out differently. And so <clears throat> okay. I started, like, writing emails and do my newsletter. And you started using your talents, man. And you started saying, yeah. And writing was something to me that I was, like, always, like, mm -hmm. my mom would, like, when I was younger, she would, like, when I would, when I would write, like, class assignments and I had, like, something, like, Friggin' misspelled. She would like cross it out, mm -hmm. and I like, have to like rewrite the whole thing. So, you know, and then early on when I started doing my emails, I I would have like my homegirl Nativa and my homie Phrase, who like, you know, low key be like, man, this email you need to like. And I got really like focused on like, you know, just making sure my grammar and everything was correct. And then I think I found my like voice and lane. Like, you know, writing was something that. I probably like stumbled upon. I didn't know that I was good at it, but I kind of like randomly just understood, you know, that like, oh shit, I can put words together and I have a voice and I know, and it might've just been come, might've came from my love of music as well, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, like I would write an email every week and then it, you know, which is crazy. Oh, I was writing them every week, but then I, it turned to once a month and then, and then, you, you know, started doing something every Tuesday. Um, you, uh, someone yeah. submits a writing. I submitted one of my because writings remember, to Because remember, I started doing... I was writing... What was it called? It's called One Love Tuesdays. One Love Tuesdays. You should bring that back, man. It's still... You know what the, the funny part is? It's like, the hilarious part is that I basically started doing a new event on Tuesdays at Miss Lily's. And I was like, yo... Such a cool vibe. Yeah, man. I was like, yo, I want to find a new way... I want to find a new way to, like, invite people. And then... When everyday people started off at the same time, they started off with a blog, right? It was a blog that popped up. And I was like, it was a Tumblr page. Mm. And I was like, yo, that's such a cool way to like mm. introduce a party. And I was like, snatched. <laughs> but it was all my friends. So I was like, 
So I, I didn't I, even know everyday people <clears throat> existed before that, like before you started doing the race. But yeah, I, you know, that's that's me thinking. But I didn't know that that existed. Yeah, everyday people was like around the same time, a little really? bit before. With with Sada. Yeah, okay. Sada. Sada no, Shout right. out to Sada, by the way. I know she's in LA, right? She left us, right? <laughs> I saw Sada. She was out there in LA. She's good. Okay. She's good. Okay. She didn't leave us. She's still here. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, I basically was like, yo, I really like how they like had this Tumblr page, and it was like really cool. And I was like, oh, I want to do this idea, but then like, I kind of like was like, all right, cool, let me do this. But then I didn't really... I started with some kind of like, I just want to start a Tumblr. The, the main thing was like, I'm going to have a Tumblr page for an event. Now, what I'm going to be showcasing or presenting there, I didn't really go through with that end idea. Right. But I was like, I like this, like, what I'm seeing visually right. and this was presented to the community. And I, let's fuck with this. Yeah. And then so, like, alongst the way, I just figured, I was like, yo, I realized that, like, I think I asked I asked one of my homegirls to like oh you want to like curate the blog and like kind of host the nights because I was like let me just kind of like connect you know the one love Tuesdays you know this actual experience event, right. the actual event and so she wrote like an amazing you know she just wrote like from her heart and I was like whoa and I was like yo so like this was like away from like oh let me just like hear other people's let me tap into other people's like words so then I started like you know tapping into like you know Loki I I I have like a a lot of dope people you included and it's mad random it's so random it was like all different levels like and even if I look back on it like a lot of these people are just like a big deal right now just chilling and there's like you know a little blog script of them you know, out there that existed in their words. It's yeah. 100% Listen, their words. Listen, man, I took, you know, when, when uh, you asked me to write something, I was like, yo, let me let me, let me get to work. <laughs> I think I spent, like, the whole night just, like, typing it up or whatever, and I sent yeah. it. And I remember your response was like, oh, okay. All right, Charlie. Because that, know, was the, cause that was the interesting part, because, like, you know, I think a lot of people just kind of, like, on a lot of different levels, they... They appreciated me, my, my writing, and how I connect with people. Right. They appreci- appreciated me as a person. And it's almost like, they just, like, oh, Maine is asking me, like, I need to, like, I need to, like, come correct. Right. You know? And it's going to be showcased. And so it's going to be showcased. You know, so, you know, it definitely was, like, super dope, super amazing on, like, on mad levels, man. I So many, like, I just, like, really appreciate it. Like, Bring that back. I mean, like. Damn. I mean, like, first we have to have a party now, right? <laughs> no, we don't have to have a party about it. But yeah, like, you don't need, have to have I a just party. Need to figure right. out, I just need to figure out how, because I feel like I need to, like, I don't think I need to bring it, maybe I should bring it back in a way like that, but, you know, I don't know. I think it's so interesting, because, like, the blog was different than the actual event. Like, it was it was the same, but it was, like, it was, like, what what the experience was writing, you know, because even not a lot of the people that wrote didn't even really show up, because <laughs> I kind of, like, didn't show up to the experience for what because right. I kept it going right. after the fact that we moved different places or whatever. But it wasn't even about I didn't even know if you wrote and actually showed it to Miss Lily's that day. Right. Like I don't right. even rem- I don't remember you showing up, but I remember your words. Right. And you know, <laughs> and I think and I think that you know that just added to the brand or to your brand. Yeah. Which is like a brand of like thoughtfulness and um, you know inclusivity, yeah. you know tolerance, you know of like people's sexual orientation, uh, tolerance 100%. of like where you know people's you know, ethnicities, backgrounds. Um, so I think that 
expanded on that. Yeah. You know, so you know, I think that was a. I need to. I, need to I think that was an amazing idea. I man. still. It's all. I think I was. There's a. There's a. Um, I have a Facebook page on it. It still exists, and there's right. an Instagram page of it. And also, you can be helping people, helping people express yeah. themselves. I just need to find out. Get discovered. I, I just need to figure out what to. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's there needs to be like some kind of like, you know, homage to the people who kind of like already just wrote. I need to figure out how to do that, and then if I want to continue it forward, then what that looks like, you know. But you should I, you should you should preface it as. Um, Dear family and friends, our G family, Twitter, um, we want to continue Charlie's legacy. <laughs> With that said, oh if you God. want to submit, you know, and continue gotta, the legacy. Yeah, I just got to figure out, like, you know, what, what, what it might look like for the Charlies who submitted, like, everybody who submitted, like, you know, like, there's so many people who submitted, like, there's right. mad folks who submitted. Or you can ask um the the same folks that submitted ask where they're at in their lives right now yeah, good. and and you know and ask them to compare yeah. where they're at in their lives now from the time that they actually wrote for you initially yeah that could be so something thought, man. i got to figure it yeah, out there's money in that you know just think of me like, that that definitely i got you bro i got Thank you man bro. appreciate I you, bro. it i got to figure that out but yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot about the blog yeah go to the cobwebs yeah, bro this guy did his research yeah because these are his life. Because it's his life. It's he just his life. Research. It's his. It's his life. Actually, it's life, brother. It's literally Charlie's life as well. You know, and also, and also, like, yes, we we started this this journey, this rabbit hole, yeah. is because you write, bro, and yeah. you are a talented writer. Yeah. And um, there was one thing that one of my favorite uh, authors said um, in response to someone's question in one of the many panels that that, that he was hosting. Uh, the student who was a grad school, no, the student was a college student and asked him, you know, I want to write the best book. Do you think I should take the, the route of going to grad school? Do you think that's the best route to take? And he said, you know, I would rather read the yeah. book from someone that is out there living their, their life, yeah. creating experiences yeah. rather than going to a class every day and yeah. reading what someone else yeah. read or, you know, wrote, you know? So yeah. that speaks to you. You know, you, you know, you said, oh, you know, like, I don't know if... I was like a writer, but you know, writing is half the battle. Living a life worth yeah. telling yeah, is yeah. the other half of the battle. And I think you have that down packed. And then when you add that to the fact that you can actually write, um, look, I've always seen you as someone that would spend his later days or even now, right? Writing novels, traveling. You know, and I think you've also said it living in recluse, which is I did say that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think like and I think that maybe who knows who knows what the I don't I don't necessarily like plan my life like that but I definitely think that like maybe the next frontier is you know me being an author in that capacity right. like you know writing is something that I like it's been like a real you know place for me to like you know put everything together at the same time you know mm. like on my own right. and it's kind of like you know just like instill it in a certain way right and people told me like oh you know, just kind of like, you know, just start a website, start a blog. And I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to like figure it, figure it out because I'm very, you know, I'm very just kind of like, you know, uh, holding on to my words a little bit. They're like my babies, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like even when I do my newsletter, I don't know if you know that like people try to like invite, you know, other people to my newsletter. They try mm -hmm. to like, oh, just add her to your newsletter or add him and her to your newsletter. And I'm like, I've never met them in my life. Like, you don't like... I don't add people unless I physically met them in right, my life. Right, right, you right. know, so 
that's a part of me is still kind of like holding on to these words as well. It's like, you know, like presenting me in a certain way. And, and that's me start, still trying to figure out, you know, what that looks like, what that feels like, you mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to those points. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I kind of feel like I just like put some shit on a laptop and just like, you know, throw it away. Like, this is the password, you know, and you'd be like... <laughs> Let's you see want to publish shit fine. Let's see what Don't happens. Tell me. Let's see what happens. Right, 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 right. But I also feel that like yeah, I can like tell stories, tell experiences. I'm doing right. it now and just like you know figuring it out. I, I, <clears throat> words to me are like very special and very powerful. So it's like you know like I hold them really really dearly. So I don't right. you know I don't necessarily like feel the need to like you know like oh just kind of like express them to everybody you know because right. it's like they they they're coming from like a a real you know, unique place for me. So it's like, you know, only certain individuals can like tap into that at certain times. Right. But I'm figuring it out. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you yeah. should figure it out because, uh, you know, I can see you writing a memoir about your experiences. Yeah, I'm so. thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about taking my emails and just kind of like finding a way to package them and tell a story at the same time. Right. You right. know? Yeah, it could, you know? it could also be like a short story book, like, just yeah. many different stories and of someone creating experiences for others. I don't know. Yeah. Just Go like, work around it. <laughs> yeah. You know, think of me when... C'est moi. You do the name <laughs> of the book. You know. It's, <laughs> <C'est moi. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it's me in French. Yep. <laughs> you know. That's hilarious. And just kind of like set it all up. I'm just, I'm just figuring it out, man. Just figuring it out. We'll see. We'll see. There was a moment where I did a podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you ever knew that. <laughs> there was a moment. What was this? Man, I did, I did, I did, like, maybe, like, I dropped maybe, like, five podcasts. What? That still actually exists. And the first one, the first podcast was randomly, I was driving, I was driving to work one day, and I was driving to Jersey. I had a job in Jersey, Edison, New Jersey. And I was driving to work, and some Was it a long commute? It was a long commute. Yeah, it would have been a shorter commute if you lived in Jersey. Yeah, they... Not in the Bronx. Yeah, right, yeah. It was like a 45-minute commute, but it was what I was used to, right, right, you know, from traveling. And I remember there was this T.I. song that came on, and I don't know why I went out the night before, so I had... The energy was in me, so Mm -hmm. I don't know... I just talk my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... When when women come out, they want to have a good time. They want to dance. They want to enjoy. They want to have a drink. They... They have... They would like the presence, you know, those, you know, presence of company, both male and female, whatever it is that they're into. So it's like, you know, by all means, like, there is a moment where every other individual is welcome to, like, entertain their space. Right, right, that's right. every. That's what everybody's there for. But you just got to, like, be involved in that space respectfully. Right. And so, like, I was just no- noticing, like, these moments of, like, these moments were, like, not respectful. Like, just jumping on and whatever, like... They wasn't even like saying hello, like, talking to them. Like, it was just crazy. So I just like, uh, I literally dropped the. I did this like you know podcast, and I like basically like <clears throat> recorded my voice over like this song that was playing in the background with vocals. Like wasn't even freaking, but like it spoke to like that dynamic, and that was like, oh my god, it it it's so hilarious to like see a lot of the conversations that are going on. Like currently right now, right. I'd be like, "Yo, I was, you know, thinking about aware. You know, I wasn't necessarily like the champion in the night. You right. know, like advocating. You know, like you guys need to do better. Right. But I was just kind of like finding my way to like either a 
make this experience better, <clears throat> you know, for the women that came through. And then also finding my way to kind of like teach the guys that I knew, you know, just doing my small part, right. you know. I think there's a, there's sometimes a, you know, as we, we champion like this greater, bigger lift. But like sometimes you'd be like, yo, there's like one or two people like to the left of you, to the right of you that you can like just like talk to, you know, where you don't have to necessarily like, you know, you're out there like with the bullhorn and like speaking it to the high heavens or creating a whole campaign, you know, and, you know, the people who are doing that commends and props to them and the people who are just like, you know, like, yo, I'm just trying to school my little brothers. I literally was telling like homies like school your cousins, school your little brothers, like, you know, if you're going to go up and like holler, you know, say hello to a woman, just like say hello, right. you know, offer to buy him a drink. You know, see what's up. Don't just go kamikaze on the booty. Right, 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 right. You know? Right. So I think that was like a, a early kind of wave of energy of me just kind of like being aware of understanding of like how I'm connecting and, you know, with the folks there. So, you know, like the nuances and the balances of like how, you know, <clears throat> the dynamics today and how they're flowing, you know, I think that, you know, like, yeah, that's why I have big props to you know, Jason, what he's doing. Right. Because, like, I did have, you know, some... I didn't grow up with bigger brothers, but I did have some of, like, you know, my big homies, like Kevin Tucker from London, mm. like my boy Kevin Scratchin, you know. Yeah, shout out to Kevin Scratchin. Happy belated birthday, brother. <laughs> I have... Fellow Libra. I've had some of my big bros, and even my, my, my homie network, my Mandem network of, like, Vidal and Steve Octave... You know, and all the homies that, you know, that, that pull up through that are, you know, sounding boards are good, mm. you know, with homies, with, with homies trying to figure it out, right. making mistakes. Like, yeah, you know, we love women, right. you know, and, you know, women are beautiful. Women are powerful. That's why we can love more than one of you sometimes. Right. That's the entity of what you guys are. But at the same time, we as men have to, like, you know, like be aware and make the decisions that need to, you know, made right, being, you know, responsible of people's feelings. So, I think, like, you know, the homies who have been around, they've definitely, like, you know, been a part of, like, instilling, you know, some of the energy of just being, like, individuals that, like, were presented to me, you know, none of them were presented to me, like, toxic behavior, right? They presented to me, like, good, wholesome people trying to figure themselves out. And amongst of, like, yo, there's this one I like, and there's this one I like, and we just, like, and we just like sharing our notes right. but I think you know um, a shout to like Jason for being able to like you know present that publicly because I don't think a lot of men you know have access to networks like ours to be able to have a cigar and like have like an honest moment and like speak about like yo man I met this one girl and I met yeah. this other girl but like this girl and like you know as men we're trying to figure it out as well and like we have our moments of like trying to make decisions and publicly as it may be seen that we're trying to like just out here and just do craziness all around you know sometimes we're just like caught in different elements and be like yo I just don't know bro I just don't know what do I do and you know what we might present to the world you know isn't necessarily what we're always feeling right Right. because you gotta show a different thing on the front page you know when you walk to the block you know you just can't be you know that you just gotta present a different kind of like thing so it's like it's different nuances so you know, I just want to say shout out to Jason of creating a space and creating, like, a vibe. And shout out to all the man networks out there, the the, the man communities out there. They're, like, yeah. you know, you know, unbeknownst, they're not on Twitter. They're not right. out there, like, on blast. It's just, like, Doing you know. Doing work. 
doing work when yeah. things when things hit the zeitgeist, you know, mm-hmm. and you send a text out. I know you guys are in corporate finance America. Are you empowering your you know women supporting Or you right. like making shit? You know, what are you doing for them? It's like right. you know you hear these conversations and you be like, you know, are you like are you doing that? You're right. you're a person that might have access to do whatever. Are you being involved in that? And that's my little kind of like drop in and like there's those things that are going down that aren't really being presented or even being showcased. But I think Jason, what he's doing, he's highlighting that. And he's like letting it be known. And also what you're doing as well, man. So Thank you, man. And you introduced me to Jason, man. So yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. man. For sure, man. Energy. You know, you know, I can connect people too, man. You're not the only Bro. one connecting people Bro. out here, you know? There we go. <laughs> there we go. But, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that because, it, you know, from the beginning, I first met you when I was maybe 27 or 28. Um, which is a while ago, not too too much of a while ago, but okay, it was a while bro. ago. It's okay, you see this uh, hair? Chill out, homie. Chill out, homie. Oh, you no. need to get some dye, man. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Now nah, you good? Nah, That's bro. it. Nah, now you know what? Honestly, nah. <laughs> I've accepted my gray hairs. You know, I'm just fucking tried, with you bro. right now. I tried. Yeah. I, I went and got the whole thing, the whole too kit, much? and I like opened it, and this shit was like, no, no, I didn't even like put it on. It was, it was like a chemistry set, and I was like, yo, you know, I did a campaign for one. Did you? Yeah, man. You on a box? Uh, yeah, I think it's called Kiss Colors. Whoa, I didn't even know what yeah, the box is. Yeah, for the beard. Where's the box at? I need you to know, find it's that in, box. It's in every beauty supply near you. I'm going to look up <laughs> this fucking box, bro. I'm going to look up this box. You're going to find it. Now Now that I, I told you, you probably, you're yeah. going to find it. You told. You threw it out there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know this is going to exist. I love that, though. But, um, but yeah, going back to like when I first met you, you know, I thought my vision, my idea of a toxic man was, you know, someone that forced himself on women. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that, um, you know, used their psychological, you know, capabilities to, to manipulate it and, and shit on women, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but I didn't know how close that was to, like, being labeled a fuckboy yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. now it's... It's, you know, it's gotten to the point where if you break up with someone the wrong way... Yeah, I mean... Right. That's also a sign of toxic masculinity. Yeah. So the definition of that has expanded yeah. over the years. And, you know, and I'm for it because it causes us to stand back and say, yes, okay, maybe I'm not the rapist or the abuser, but maybe I'm doing things that support the culture that fosters that. Yeah. You know, and maybe I'm not holding friends accountable yeah. when they show me signs of, like, fuck boy tendencies right and, and and that's where i think we're at as a society and i would like to think because you know as we get older we think that the young boys are thinking like us because you know this is how we're thinking yeah. i would like to think that the men now you know the the younger generations um have access to to these many different layers of the female to male dynamic you know layers that we didn't know yeah uh, about you know when we first came up so you know, I grew tremendously yeah. from, from you know, since being 27. And, and, like, would you describe your progress the same way? Like, has it been, like... Yeah, I think, I think like, it's definitely been... I think there's definitely, like, been different layers of growth. You know, I think there's... There's certain things that I would hear or experience through music or through culture, and I'd be like, whoa, like, <laughs> yo. You know, like, it, it wasn't around me you know, like, day-to-day. And certain things that I would see, and then, you know, you, you look at and you be like, sh- you know, should I aspire to be that? Mm. You know, like, you see kind of like 
what women like and women don't like. Oh man, that's so you fucked know? up. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be like, all right, cool. Like, should I yeah. should I aspire to be the should right. I to look to be that person? Right. You know, because clearly there's an energy around that. You know that that women that like. Women, so it's like right. it was me just kind of like figuring out on my own. It's right. like it just spoke to like the same elements of like me being able to <clears throat> walk through college and not adhere to like oh. You know, I need to, like, adhere to certain me-wearing brands on the third floor or just me being able to, like, walk the rooms and understand that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm here, but there's also there. Just me being really grounded in myself and just, like, seeing things and being like, you know, all right, cool, like, that's you, but, like, that doesn't really work for me. Right. For whatever reason, right. that doesn't work for me because, you know, like, I wouldn't, like, that, ultimately, it would be me being something else that I'm not. Right. If I was one of those individuals then maybe I'd have the different kind of, like, understanding and experience. So it's right. like, it's like yo, I I never really just kind of, like, connected with, you know, some of the behavior and some of the energy. And so now, you know, when it kind of comes to the forefront of, like, you know, how men shouldn't be acting, you know, I'd be like, oh, wow, like, you know, it's, like, normal behavior to me, right? Right, right, You right, know, right, it's right, like, right. it's like, oh, all right, cool, like, I, you know, like... <clears throat> You know, there's there's certain there's certain elements where you just kind of like think back and like, oh man, you know, I remember one time we you know we just got drunk and you know I was like, you know, instead of like going left, we went right and like did I, did I ask you to go left? I asked you to go right and like, you know, but ultimately it's always in the moment, just like me just being fully aware of just being like, yo, I'm paying attention to this person, so it's like, even if you come over to my house or we hang out late night or whatever, it's like. Are you good? Do you want some water? Do you know what you know? Like you know I'm still like, right from wrong. You know, it's like I'm, still, I'm I'm literally still trying to be a host. Right. I'm still trying to like create an experience, and so it's just like being aware of just kind of the environment, you know. And in the moments where it's like, you know, like all right, cool. It's like oh, this shit looks, you know, a little bit left or a little bit right. Mm. It's just being like all right, cool. Like mm, you know, like exiting the situation, right. finding out like. If this is this is what these individuals are into, if this is what you got into, and you know, just try to figure out. Put like this, the world, the world, the world likes black and white, but life is gray, bro. Right. Life mm. is gray, bro. Super. And gray. so, like, you know, the elements of like whereby, like, oh, you shouldn't have been up in there and doing da da da. But like, yo, I my phone died, my shit was crazy, and then I was. The shit is gray, bro. Right, right, right. The shit is gray, and the shit is not black and white. And when I watch. You know, when I see, when I see even cancel culture, when I see everything, when I see, like, everything coming through, I'm like, yo, you know, like, there's not me, it's not to say the fact that, like, you know, I'm waiting to hold judgment, I'm waiting to whatever, it's that I'm, like, choosing sides, I'm like, this shit is gray, right. this shit is always gray, there's elements, and there's things that I've experienced that are unknown, that people would never know, but they're obviously, like, allowing or assessing, you know, their judgment, mm -hmm. and I, you know, it's cool, but, like, the shit is gray. Like, they, right. you know, that's what life is. And, you know, it should always be, like, a, you know, understanding of, like, yo, <clears throat> at the end of the day, just promote, like, some kind of energy of, like, hey, collective humanity. Right. But we also want the right or the wrong. We also want to, want to hear what the truth is. But it, the truth is only between, like, two people. You know, listen, listen, you know, and I'm, and I'm a defense attorney. So yeah, by nature, know. I have an appreciation of evaluating both sides, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, before formulating the judgment, but uh, I think it's very important for men to not discount the stories of these women that never, come, never, 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 that come and and speak about abuse and um, uh, you know misconduct. So yeah. 
um, you know, we have to listen. And then we, you know, after that, we have to assess the situation and come up with your own judgment. But yeah. not allow ourselves, like, history to dictate how we actually approach these things. Because history, we've, we've done a lot of fucked up shit, so we have to also question where our biases and prejudices yeah. and misogyny tendencies bro, come from. I am 100% yeah, yeah. cool with sitting down and taking my talking to. Like, give me an understanding. Give You know, like, I... Like, listening is is 100% key. So, you know, I'm fully connecting in a lot of different ways. Like, you know, like, the level of, like, you know, me being a male and me getting access to certain things. You know, and how I even, you know, you know, protect and project females. You know? Like, that's that same kind of dynamic. Like, my protection of them, you know, comes from, you know, might come from, like, this kind of dynamic of, like, me being a male want to protect women. But right. who's to say they need to be protected? Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, that's funny. there's so that's funny different. That you said that. It's funny that you said that. There's right? so different dynamics that go into play, whereby like it's like, hey, you know, you have to like walk into a room and understand in different rooms and being aware. And I think it's all about you know just like the knowledge and the understanding. I think right now it's everybody being able to connect with certain things and understand, you know you know, when and how to kind of, like, be in different rooms, different understandings, and, and being able to, like, know what the audience is and knowing where you... This is when your time is to fix the tire. Or this is when your time is to sit your ass back right. and, like, just chill. Yeah, bro, <laughs> like, that's funny because, you know, and I hope this is not, like, totally left and, and, yeah. and it's not related, but, you know, I, I thought about an experience that I had with my girlfriend when... Uh, we went to the beach, right? Okay. And granted, my mother doesn't know how to swim. So I grew up with someone that told me to be fearful of the mm. ocean, right? Mm. So I have, you know, I'm in the ocean with my girlfriend, and this woman is, like, really going into the deep end. Oh, wow. And I'm like, all right, listen, um, can, can you do me a favor? Can you just get closer to the shoreline? <laughs> and she's looking at me like, are you telling me what to do? And I'm like, oh shit, am I having a misogyny moment? <laughs> or Oh wow. Or am I like or am I in the right, right? And then, you know, within seconds I processed what was going on and I was like, look, it may be the fact that I'm insecure about the ocean and I'm projecting this on mm. you. And it may be a fact mm. that I think that you need some protection due to my misogynistic, you know, implanted DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But for now, I beg you, <laughs> we can discuss this <laughs> at the shoreline. Just come a little closer to the shore. Please. Like, let's do this to... at a later time. I get it. <laughs> but, you know, so it, I think yeah. it goes to your point. It was like, you know, we always have to question even whether women need protection. You know, yes, women need uh, their voices to be uh, heard. Uh, but sometimes, yeah. like, women... You get allow them space to like govern themselves, yeah, 100%. and don't change the narrative. Don't hijack the narrative. Back, you know, bro. don't say what they're saying, but say it louder. You know, All like back. just, just when they call you, to like <laughs> when they when motherfuckers when they call you, just answer the call. That's it. That's just it. be ready, That's bro. It. That's it. Just That's be it. ready. Don't be like, oh yeah, I know. You know no, 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 no. Just when they call you, just I'm here. I'm here. Put me in, coach. That's it, bro. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Going on, on, on like the other side now, right? Stepping away from that. You know, I I really wanted to touch on this, but you've also curated many vibes internationally. A few years ago, we saw each other in Cape Town. Yeah. Beautiful, you know, party in Cape Town. Beautiful folks. Beautiful vibes. 
you know, how would you describe the experiences and the people that you've met in your travels? It's thankful, blessed, amazing. Because, you know, like, living in New York, you get a chance to experience, like, everybody. You know, imagine that somebody from Africa told me that they never met, you know, so many different Africans until they moved to New York. Wow. On the continent, right? Mm. They never got a chance to meet so many different people from the continent until they were off the continent. So, like, to be there, and to, like, to, or I should say, to experience the culture in advance, like, in New York. Right. You know, and, just, you know, meeting people. And, like, when you meet people, so you feel like they're family. It's like, well, shit, they tell you things, you know, they give you experiences, right. and you want to go there. And to be there is, like, so amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, South Africa, you know, like, amazing. Like, the people... Like the vibes, the energy, like oh, the view, the background drop. You saw those mountains, man. Oh, you were no, partying on the Town. rooftop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cape Town, tabletop mountain, and this looks amazing. Yeah, you know, and you know that speaks to like, you know, like the the, the beauty of like Cape Town, and like this is one one aspect, and that's why, you know, I don't know if you know, like Cape Town is like, you know, the most scenic place where a lot of you know the model industry goes to through a certain mm. time period of you I know, didn't time. Know yeah. yeah, there's a whole like calendar where like editorials are in Cape Town mm. and that speaks to the scenicness but the, on the other side of the spectrum you know is like the people like the vibes the culture of like you know Cape Town but even more so like Johannesburg so they you know I don't know if you know they say Johannesburg is like New York City you know Cape Town is like LA mm. and Durban is like Miami yeah <clears throat> right I haven't been to Durban but Durban is amazing really? you know Durban is like they have boom going on crazy. I'm a piano going crazy. Like it's just so crazy on like, you know, what's kinda like going off there. But South Africa in a general essence, so even just to be able to travel, mm. you know, and meet people like, you know, I've been able to go to South Africa, be able to go to, you know, Nairobi, be able to go to Ethiopia, you know, Zanzibar, you know, I went to Rwanda, mm. you know, been you know, that like to, to go there and experience different places is, like, amazing to me. Mm. You know, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, which country, and I know this would be, yeah. can be pretty hard for you, <clears throat> but which country would you say you had the most memorable experience? South Africa. Which one, though? Which Johannesburg. Part? You know what? And that's what you told me when, when I saw <laughs> yeah. you in Cape Town. Johannesburg. Why? Why? Why Joburg? Man, like, you know, as I said, like, when I said earlier, like, Johannesburg is, like, New York. So it's, like, they... You know, they they have this what they what they call is like oh we know how to groove. It's called a groove. It's being able to groove. It's being able to like, you know, like just like party and flow and vibe. Like they go to like all hours in the morning. Mm. They just have like a, a a energy that is just as much turned up, but just just as much like, you know, mellow. It's like they can be trapped, but they can also be jazz. Mm. You know. They can be a piano, but they can be something else. It's like, it's like a very, you know, <clears throat> interesting vibe of people who just like are very in tune, and you know, their lives in general, like you know, what they're kind of going through is is very different. You know, like you know, I had the when I had the you know last time when I went to Johannesburg, I had uh, you know I went through uh, this township. You know, drove through. You know, it was the day after we did. I mean, a couple of days after we did like everyday people, and I was with. You know, like, our homies out there that were, like, showing us through. And, like, you know, I was, just, like, mind-blown on the fact that, you know, people are, you know, out there kind of, like, living through this experience. But then they're also on the other side creating, mm -hmm. like, 
amazing music, amazing right. dances, amazing yeah. things. Like, so Johannesburg is, is like is a special place and special people and just special energy. It's like it's just as it's you know almost it's what New York is. You know, it has New York has a special energy. Mm-hmm. Except New York, obviously, like I I feel like builds from like the energy of different people. Like Johannesburg energy builds from the people that's within. You know, I think that's that's the uniqueness and different of it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's inter- is there a country that, especially now, where you know so many folks yeah. are leaving New York, and or you know, you know, so many folks have built you know connections internationally, like yeah. yourself. You know, has there ever been a time where you've uh, played around with the idea of moving to another state or another country? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always down to kind of like have new experiences. I think like ultimately, I would be down to like the right opportunity move someplace else you know where it would be i don't know i think i think a part of it would be you know maybe kind of like challenging myself a little bit mm-hmm. you know i think if it would be it wouldn't be something you know easy or safe you know i recently got a chance to go to bahia in brazil bahia in brazil yeah beautiful that's different bro yeah different you know dave wilson is out there yeah, yeah. i stayed at dave's place <laughs> shout out to dave you know shout out to dave man and that was like, you know, even me just coming back from Africa and going to Brazil and experiencing that, like, it was a different kind of blackness. Mm. You know, it was like a blackness that was running towards the sun, running towards mm. here being a certain way, running towards, you know, darkness, running towards that kind of like energy that people say, you know, that you shouldn't look like that, you shouldn't mm. be like that. But everybody was like running towards that yeah and it was very racing like, it unapologetically yeah right? and it was very you know i'm not saying that africa is like against that you know i think obviously they, they definitely are embracing it as well but it was didn't you know it was very it was very interesting to be at a place that like was outside of africa that was like you know running towards it running towards you know what where they came from right so you know, that's a place where, you know, like, it'd be interesting to kind of, like, live. I think, like, ultimately, you know, a little bit of a challenge. I want to be able to, like, if I'm going to, like, have a new experience, when I wake up and I need to go buy milk, it's right. going to be like, oh, shit. Right. Oh, goddamn. Like, yeah. is it going to be a... You know, what do I do? What, you know, project. like, yeah. it's going to be a project. You know, it's like the little things in life. So I think, like, you know, I probably would live, you know, outside of America than I would live inside because America has a lot of the... You know things that I'm used to, you know that I can connect to, you know, real quickly, and it'd be a little bit easier for me. But, you know, ultimately, like I also feel that like my energy, my vibe, like, you know, like I probably like tap in. You know, it wouldn't be too difficult, but you know, because I want to learn, I want to understand, I want to kind of like be aware, because that's the curiosity of who I am. With the risk of going way too left, you know, I, you know, I do want to ask you this question: Money wasn't an issue. Yeah. What would you be doing? And is that the same as what you're doing now? Man, if money wasn't an issue, I think I would still be bringing communities together. I think I would find, I would try to find my ways to do it in a way where, you know, like I'm leveraging properties or brands, you know, obviously like building kind of like infrastructure behind it for things to kind of exist. I think a lot of times ideas are flanked by money. I try to, you know, not get side, you know, sidestepped by the fact that I don't have money. But I think if money, like, existed, I would kind of, like, you know, open a lot more doors. I 
probably would be the guy that would be like, yo, come through, don't worry about it. I, there would probably be a lot of that energy. You know, be it might be like some like, you know, like global kind of like experience where everybody can kind of like on the beach know, somewhere maybe? on the beach somewhere it's something a different bed and breakfast I, I think like ultimately like a bed and dinner I don't it, it would be like there's been put like this there's been so many places that I pulled up on that like it would be so amazing to do a party here. and the, some of them been in New York mm-hmm. you know like you know there's so many elements of like when I've gone to places I'm like it'd be dope to do an experience there right. and I think like there's different experiences that mean there's different kind of risks to be had or different kind of like financial gain financial risk and all those kind of elements so I think like you know bro you pretty much described what you're doing now good yeah, shit bro yeah, but great, bro, that's like, great like like if you're not describing what you're doing now you're pretty close to it no but and I mean that's like imagine, a lot more than I mean, what most people imagine say. you didn't I don't know if you got a chance to go to table tabletop mountain in, in Cape Town I don't know if you got a chance to go there beautiful, I did I did I did beautiful I did. place like those are kind of like I'll be a it would be great to like sit up here and have like a DJ experience like on the mountain there a day mean, party like I mean I don't know, know if you remember you remember how strong the dollar was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was eating you know I apologize for my vegan connects I was eating steak oh, and wow. smoking cigars every night yeah. like, what do you mean oh wow he's probably doing the same thing. I probably I think you're trying to low-key chain me when you're doing the same thing. I was just like, oh, wow. Because like, oh, wow. I, I, I wasn't eating steak and cigars, but I'm just like, oh, wow, for you. Not for the fact that I didn't have it. But, <laughs> but you know, because I think, you know, but you agree that the dollar was really strong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, man. And, you know, and those are the things. And I actually experienced some houses out there that were beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Um, through, through friends. And um, it was like probably half the cost as America. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, you know, we're... We're we're glorifying uh, Cape Town as if it doesn't have their own problems, you know, oh, as, sure. as if Cape Town doesn't have its own problems that it's dealing with, especially when it comes to race, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. communities, people of color. Apartheid, when they have apartheid, apartheid there we go. There we yeah. go. You know, when you have apartheid, you know, um, that, you know, the remnants of apartheid string, strongly mm-hmm. lingers still, even today in Cape Town. So, you know, I, you know, I don't want to be naive about it. Um... But you've also done this work with everyday people, right? Yeah. How is everyday people doing now in the midst of the shutdown? Man, you know, right now we're we're just being, you know, we're following through with with the guidelines presented because everyday people is, you know, as much as it, its own community, it's a community that's representative of each in particular local, you know, like area, mm-hmm. like New York, L.A. Oakland, Miami, mm-hmm. you know, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Ethiopia, Zanzibar, like everything, like, you know, it's its own entity and its own rules are going play. There's own things that we have to like figure out. So right now EP is on chill. And I think there's, you know, we're trying to figure out like what, you know, when we can kind of connect with community and just figure out like in the interim, you know, what that may or may not look like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we recently did like a uh, our first live stream, which was done on Clubhouse Global. You know, like, and that was an interesting experience for me on both to, you know, be involved in from an event production level. You know, by way of Clubhouse Global of experience, like how to produce a live stream experience, mm. and also knowing what everyday people represents, and kind of like how to showcasing that, and that was interesting. And you know, it was an interesting kind of dynamic, like. You know, forty four thousand people globally. 
you know, like tuned in. Like we've never had an everyday period experience with that many people. You know, by all means, like <clears throat> we, you know, we there's no way to kind of you know understand like you know what and where those you know fully with that forty four thousand means. But I think it's still this understanding of like what the brand has built and what the brand has meant to a lot of these communities, you know, what we've grown to be, mm-hmm. that the fact that it was able to, like, draw that lo- large audience. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it's just figuring out, like, you know, what does that mean for the next level, for the next future, and, like, you know, what we built and where we can go. So it's, like, it's not done. Right. You know, my, my, my 12-year-old nephew, my 12-year-old nephew asked me, he's like, I'm going to go to everyday people. And I said, okay. Let me figure. Let me let me figure that out. Mm. You know, granted, like I'm not gonna bring you at twelve. I want to bring you when you're twenty, twenty one. Mm. You know, of age. So maybe I need to like figure this out for like a couple more years. That's funny. He just gave you, you a know? job. He gave, gave me a job, job is to preserve. Gave me a job for like everyday people another eight years going forward. Yeah, you know, put me in office. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you think as Maine? What do you think is uh, everyday people's role in raising awareness for social justice reform? Man, I think, like, you know, EP, like, is from the community and represents the community. I think our role is being able to, like, you know, raise the voices who don't necessarily, like, have the access to, like, you know, you know, their own, you know, platform of people. Right. You know, I think we being able to build, like, a platform of people who collectively connect to each other like and it's even just outside of like the instagram followers or whatever i think it's in real life as well i think that's very unique the fact that something that exists digitally is also like just as amazing and as amazing in real life Mm -hmm. and i definitely think that you know in the social justice realm it's like the individuals you know because we don't necessarily have all the answers no one has all the answers right you know so it's like you know, collectively as a, as different individuals or, you know, a, as we come together, like, you know, you need people to kind of like extend the voice, extend the word, rally the people. And I think, you know, that's where we currently feel. And, you know, there might be other areas where we can kind of like be more involved. We can like, you know, be more champions, you know. But I think what EP represents very, you know, dynamic of what it, you know, what the black diaspora represent as well right. it's, just, it's just it's not one thing it's multiple right. it, things yeah it's, it's beyond you know? the american experience it's, it's beyond it, the american global experience. experience so it's like it's it, it, it's social justice it's partying it's music it's it's all right. of that it's right. it, you know it's culture so it's like you know you know i think the difficulty sometimes is figuring like you know like okay like you know <clears throat> everybody has their own kind of like lane of like oh where we can be involved in or where we should be involved in but then also it's just like, you know, we know that like, you know, we're representative of the people. So wherever the, you know, the energy and the flow is, is where we kind of like tap into. And, uh, you know, there's so many people, you know, multiple different areas, you know, it's it's just us trying to find that, that, that ultimate place where we can like ultimately like uplift everybody. And, you know, right. we're still trying to figure that all out. You know? Well, you know, well, I appreciate that you, that, that EP hasn't fabricated this position uh, you know, out of left field, that they're actually taking it serious as far as what position they want to take, what is the next step, yeah. you know, because it takes time, because yeah, I think yeah. we're all figuring it out. Yeah, for sure. Know? The politicians are figuring it out, you know. Um, yeah, man, and also, like, encouraging pe- folks to vote. I have seen EP, 
you know, do some stuff as far as encouraging people to vote. So I think that's that's um, that's a good step, you know, forward as far as you know pivoting during these times. You know, yeah. like we got to we got to get this guy out of office. Um, sure. Talk about traveling and meeting tons of people. How many times? Did you leave your heart in some of these places? Leave my heart. Oh, man. Leave my heart. Let's see. Man, I'd probably say that, like, man, <laughs> you know, I, I got, I got, heart, I got heart drops. I got heart drops in a lot of places. It's just like, when I say that, meaning like, you know, like meeting good people and being able to be like, you know, if you pulled up anywhere and if, if I have to be like, yo, like, yo, look up on my homie. You know, I, Toronto, definitely a mm. big hard place for me. Mm. You know, L.A. is a big place for me. Really? LA? You know, okay. Miami, Miami, big place. Mm. South Africa, big place. Ethiopia, big place. Like, I just went to Brazil, but I feel like I've got a little heartbeat there. A little, little pulse. Really? Little pulse. I, hold up, but this is with the culture. This is because of a woman. This is because I mean, of the quality of life. You gotta no, be specific. No, the here. culture is everybody. Culture is people. Culture is women. Culture is quality of life. It's culture, bro. <laughs> Damn, you really try to throw that umbrella on this? There's no umbrella, bro. There's like, there's no umbrella. I mean, all that to say, there's all different energies in all different places. I you know. know. But culture is culture. Yes, you know there. Beautiful women in Toronto, beautiful okay. women in LA, okay. beautiful okay. women in Miami. Beautiful Have you women. connected truly, like, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot now. You can so. put me on the spot, bro. No, and, I, and I don't want I'm you here to for offend. the man. I don't want I'm you here for the you know, I don't want to, you know, you to offend, you know, you know some of your connects that There's thought that they probably offend. had something crazy There's nothing with you. Offend. But, um, you know, were you ever, because of all these travels, yeah. and, you know, and sometimes you experience a country the right way when you're actually engaged like when you're dealing with someone from there right and yeah. usually it's someone that you're attracted to um and that you grow intimate with yeah. um you know has that you know has that happened to you where you're like oh man like i have this connection to a specific person outside of this country and now what do i do with this do i believe in long distance relationships i mean like you know yeah that definitely has happened i think you know you meet you meet different individuals along the way. And, like, you know, you meet people, you know, even they're from places and you meet them in different markets, mm -hmm. right? And you have different connections. So there definitely has been, like, an understanding of, like, you know, figuring it out. But <clears throat> I think it's very interesting, like, so my my level of, like, because I move and flow so swiftly, it's like, you know, when I connect with individuals, it's like, just having an amazing, you know, weekend experience, right. you know, like, it's what does that mean after the fact? I think that's more so like, you know, that's when the energy of me like figuring out like, what does this mean? Right. You know, after I met you, you know, in your hometown, or if I hung out with you and we had a great time out, like, and then I'm back in the Bronx mm -hmm. by myself, right, right. you know, like, are we still like right, connecting? Right, right, are we right. still talking? Are we right. still like, and I think that's where... Yeah. The value points add to me. Mm. It's like I'm there for the experience in the moment. I'm hundred percent there. Yeah. But I'm like when I'm back home, like are we still chatting? Are we right. still speaking? Like, you know, my day to day is different. Right. You know, like I'm not out here just kind of like, you know, I'm still out here just you know, obviously being main, but right. I'm still out here just kinda of like, you know, like, you know, chefing up eggs in the morning, French right. omelets, trying to figure it out. Right. Like, right. you know, are we like still speaking? Are you like right. checking in on me? Like yeah. 
you yeah. know? So I think those are the moments of me, like, you know, no shade to, like, all this experience and all these moments I've had. But I think when I when I come back home and I have these experiences and when I'm, I'm chilling, you know, that's when I kind of have to reconcile and be like, you know, oh, we, we just had a great time, a great weekend, and, you know, like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy or anything right. sexual or whatever. It's just like, right. we just had a great time. And like, yeah. And, you that's, know? and that's what it was. And, you know, that's what it was. Or it could be something more, but can it be? And, you know, it's just like, but it goes on both sides of the spectrum. I think, like, I think I'm I'm definitely, like, allow myself to be open for it to be, you know, to see whatever it can be, you know? And then I'm also this very, like, realistic on what my bandwidth is and what right. my, you know, where I am currently. Because, like, you know, like, yeah, currently now, it's, shit is calm, but, like, imagine, like, you know, I mean, 2019, like, you know, I go from, you know, in L.A. to Miami to Toronto to, you know, whatever, and, you know, it's a different kind of, like, and then I, like, I'm chilling at home, it's, it was probably, like, my interesting low-key experience to be, like, you like, oh, shit, this is, like, what tour life is, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, mm-hmm. artists or whatever, and right. understanding, but I'm so super chill and humble to, like, I don't necessarily, like, think of it in that, like, major kind of way, but it's, like, tapping in and, like, being at home for, like, two days, and, you know, I definitely, definitely could be tough, to, you know, to kind of, like, create relationships, create bonds, create understandings, but I try to, like, figure out, like, how I can, like, maintain those, and the individuals who rise to the top mm-hmm. throughout that, regardless of that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you just meet people, and just be, like, regardless... You just want to continue, like, talking to them again. Right, right. Or sharing stuff with them again. Right. Or s- experiencing with them. Or even telling telling them about your experiences. Right, right. Regardless of whether you're having new experience with other people. Right. You still would want to share that. Right. So I think to find people that you kind of, like, want to be able to, like, be away from but share. I think that's, like, an area that kind of, like, when you build on things. Mm. You know? So yeah. that's where it kind of, like, pops into yeah, yeah, man. Damn, yo, you provided a lot of analysis, <laughs> brother. But that's because of your experiences, man. Yeah, man. That's interesting. And this is why you need to write a memoir. Oh, man. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, we'll seriously. And you know, and you know, just want to remind you, one of the, one of the many reasons why we connect is because, you're humble. You know, and I think your experiences, could have, made other people not be so humble. You know, it could, you're and, the, right. and the fact that you held your head, I think, speaks a lot um, about who you are, about your character, about your integrity, man. So, you Shots know, bro. Shots yeah, bro. Man. so, you know, with that said, you know, talking about integrity and, and just like who you are, uh, you know, I know we all we all sometimes get caught up in comparing ourselves to those that have created fortunes for themselves yeah. or carved out an easier life. You know, whether it is celebrities, etc. Yeah. And we lose track of how good we actually have it. Yeah, yeah. With all your traveling and experiences, how mindful are you of your privilege? Oh bro. Mad mindful. I think on I think maybe I think maybe I think maybe the, 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 the first level might have been, you know, like early on, right? So it's like me going to Caribbean Islands, right? Mm. As a kid. And on one level, that my family clearly has a little more access to money. And me just, when I pull up to the basketball court, it'd be interesting. I pull up the basketball court. And I would see different kind of individuals playing. Mm-hmm. Some barefoot, some with sneakers, some whatever. And you know, like, I'm here coming up, you know, with my, my ball. And I'm coming up with this 
Bronx, New York City, like mm-hmm. that swagger, that energy. And then you see somebody, you know, lift off from the free throw line barefoot and dunk it. You know, like, yo, this guy has no shoes on. Right. And just like, yammed it. Easy. Right. Right. You know? And he's just like, whoa. You know, like, there's a level of like, where I walked on with this like, oh, I'm from New York. I'm from the States. Energy. And mm-hmm. you're like, yo, this guy has no sneakers. And right. he just like, just lift it off. Wow. You know? And then me, you know, and then me kind of like, having the confidence, because I'm from the States, to like, oh, like, I want to play. And then also being even like, looked at the way I dressed or whatever, like, oh, you're from the stage, you, you can ball. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I fit those some of those stereotypes to a certain extent. But I think I understood where the level of, like, you know, being from the Caribbean island, where, like, on one level, they were like, oh, you're from the States, you're a Yankee, like, you don't mm-hmm. know anything about this. And on the level of, like, you're from the States, or you're a Yankee, like, yo, come through. So <clears throat> at an early age, I understood where, like, privilege was kind of, like, putting me you know, in a new in a nuance where it's like, yo, like, yo, some ways it was, you know, people were like, yo, this is what we like. And some ways it was like, nah, stay away, you know. And I think it it stayed within me and it stayed with me in, in, in a number of different, like, nuances and understandings, right. and, you know. So I'm fully aware, or not say I've learned, you know, like, the different nuances. I think maybe the latest one is maybe, like, understanding, like, you know, like, you know, male privilege, right? I think that was the latest one to me, like, understanding, like, yo, there may have been, like, instances that I was, like, ahead of the pack versus, you know, female counterpart, mm-hmm. my count- female counterparts. Right. And so, I think, like, you know, like, me just, like, understanding, you know, where... Why is that the case? Right? Why is that the case? And But, you know, I never, you know, I, but, like, but I never was, like, I was always one to kind of, like, you know, like, for me personally, just like be supportive and promoter of like just all industries, right? So it's like I didn't. I probably was like indirectly, just in my nature, just being like, "Yo, this person is the best person for the job, mm. and she's a woman. Like mm. I can't, you know, this person can do that better, better than me, right? You know. So I just kind of like was naturally kind of maybe like just you know from the natural essence of like me just like being able to like highlighting like this person regardless of whatever who they are is the best person to be Mm. but i definitely think and understood that you know alongst the way that like yo you know privilege and then um, and amongst that it's me being able to be like yo be representative and open the doors and let the person behind me in whoever that person is so you know so you you know you have elements where it's like you know you have you know, some of, you know, my creative, you know, community, they, like, want to connect with the venue, and then, like, I might have access to the venue, and, you know, like, I'll attend a meeting, and they're, like, you know, like, it'll be, it's just more energy and more, like, assertiveness, because, like, oh, oh, this Maine, and that could be Maine as a man, that could be Maine as everyday people, that could be Maine as, you know, whatever, he does events, you know, versus, like, someone who doesn't necessarily, like, have the privilege to have the experience on, or have the identity that I have. Right. And so it's me understanding and being like, yo, you know, just because you don't have that, cool, like, let me teach you that, let me give you understanding, but also let me, like, help open the door for you and walk you along the way and, like, have that experience. So it's like, that's my, like, you know, it's not as, um, you know, like, uh, strong as, like, what's being presented out there, like, privilege, you know, you just, right. you know. No, like, but it's there. It's, it's there, there, but it's, like, just me just kind of understanding it, but, but the nuances are just very, like, 
just very just kind of like me just like seeing and flowing and just being like understanding and being like all right cool like you know it's you know it's not about like oh yeah you know like oh yeah cool like i'm a man i'm gonna be able to get this deal it's be like hey you want to do this i know this person and like yeah they might their reasons of connecting with me or being you know give me the opportunity might be for a number of different things you know but besides that i do have the privilege to have access to them right. and like I'm going to, like, give you an opportunity to kind of, like, do that right. and, like, move forward and right. figure it out, you know? And so I think, like, I think that's where I use my privilege. I don't think it's it's not solely from a male perspective right. or from, it's just, like, a lot of it is from, like, I have access to things and, like, you know, like... Let me share my privilege with Let others. me share the fact that I have this contact here or, you know, like, yo, you know, if someone's like, yo, I need a lawyer to do whatever... And be like, yo, I know lawyers. Mm. Charlie's a lawyer. Right. You know, like, they might not have access to lawyers. Right. But I have, I do have access to, like, multiple lawyers that right. I know in my community. Right. So it's like, you know, like, I have a privilege for that, mm-hmm. 100%, just by way of me meeting you and knowing you. You know, and they might not have that. So it's not always, like, you know, like, race or you know, gender. It's not. You know, it's but I'm just, I'm just fully aware of the fact that, like, whatever... Whatever access that I have, whatever things and concepts that I have, somebody else might need them. And then, like, you know, it might be because of race, might be because of gender, you know, that I've gotten it, you know. But how I'm giving it out is not because of that, you know. It's because of need, 100%. Right, Right. yeah. You know, and, and, you know, just the fact that you're you're able to, you know, self-reflect and be self-aware about your privilege gives you a privilege. Because a lot of folks can't even... You know, self-reflect on that on that level, right? Yeah. Um, I learned about privilege at an early age uh, because, you know, I was exposed to private schooling, um, but yeah. I learned that I that I um, gained access to private schooling. Uh, you know, it was it was really because of the financial support that was provided to my mother, and the financial support mm. came. You know, and I don't know if you know, but my father passed away when I was six or seven. So when he passed away, he was he came to this country and he couldn't do what he was doing in the Dominican Republic and he was doing construction work. So he started working at a site that uh, was contaminated was contaminated by asbestos, right? Wow. So you know, and that and the fact that he smoked smoked a lot of cigarettes didn't help. Uh, he uh, you know he he became sick due to you know having lung cancer. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my my mother lawyered up. You know, wrongful death claim. Oh wow! And um, and you know, and after he passed, you know, she got a settlement. But I say that to say this: on my block, I was rarely the smartest. Oh wow! I was rarely the quickest. I was rarely the strongest. I was rarely the funniest. You know, I was rarely um, the most charismatic. Wow! You know, but I think what separated me from a lot of my peers was the fact that. I had access to a private education mm. in that neighborhood. Oh, yeah. In that neighborhood, right? Because you could go to public or yeah. certain public schools, you could do it just fine. But in that yeah. neighborhood, it's almost like I needed to, you know, get a private education yeah. to increase my likelihood of actually yeah. going to college, right? So, me understanding that, and me understanding that the reason that, or the likelihood of me obtaining a college degree is due to some arbitrary reason that has nothing yeah. to do with my merit, yeah. that has nothing to do with my own, yeah. 
hard work and effort, yeah. you know, makes me extremely humble. You know, because, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a mother that cared. I was fortunate enough to, you know, for there to be a lawsuit. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't fortunate enough to, you know, grow up without a father. Yeah. But even in his death, he attempted to provide for me, right? So I was at least fortunate enough for that. Yeah. You know? So, and and again, and you know, and also, you know, like what you said um, in regards to women, uh, you know, like I felt that for, for way too long I've been hijacking their ideas Speaking more loudly than them really? in, in conferences. Like yeah, really? man. You know, because like we do it with wow. each other as men. Yeah. You know, I'm, alpha I'm, men, we do it with each other as men. No, no, but like sometimes, like, look, you know, like I'm yeah, not yeah. Dino, like I get loud sometimes, <laughs> you know? And, um. And definitely, I, I definitely have experience with like, you know, where, where, you know, men are over talking on women. And, yeah, you know, yeah. but the, the thing is that like, look, my mother over talks over me all the time. <laughs> so it was never a gender thing for me growing yeah. up. It was more of like, my mother's an alpha woman and, yeah. you know, look, I have this thing where alpha men don't have to say that they're alpha, right? But, you know, I also have a strong personality. So, you know, I grew up in that environment. So it wasn't really about gender. However... I learned to understand my audience. Yeah. So if I am talking to, to, to women and I'm like trying to like, you know, talk over them, I you know, I now understand the history behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a lot more aware of that. So yeah. just like you, I'm also in this journey, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. And you know, I you know, I don't have all the answers, but I'm asking. I'm asking the <laughs> questions, right? That's what it should be, bro. Yeah, man. So what is next for international men? Yeah, we shall see, man. We shall see, man. I don't know. Like, I think, like, you know, where last year, you know, 2019 was a, an, an amazing year, you know, and uh, this year was going to be, like, you know, added to it into a bigger year. And I think, you know, we'll see what, you know, 2021 and beyond is going to be, like, you know, I, I'm finding a little bit more, like, base and understanding of, like, you know, what the community needs and how to, like, you know, help individuals mm -hmm. understand and, like, connect with the larger DJ community. Also, everyday people is going to continue to grow. We're just trying to figure out, like, where that's going to go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a lot of things going on, man. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things going on, which I'm excited more than me, like, personally. Like, you know, I think there's, like... You know, still some, we'll see, I could write a book, mm -hmm. you know, like, I could, I think there's, I think there's a lot of things that this like, I still, I have a lot of work to still do, right. you know, like, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy, I'm super blessed, I was able to kind of, like, be at this point, you know, even to be able to experience, like, you know, and we didn't even tap into every single thing that I've obviously, you know, been through, whatever, but, you know, I'm still super happy and stupid blessed and there's still more that I'm looking forward to connect with you to and more people to meet. Mm. Like there's still there's still more people to meet, bro. Right. Do you understand like you've met mad people to meet? I mean, there's still I mean, more people that I, mean, I feel like I don't I think you have to meet that many more people. Nah, like, I think you can just chill. I'm not saying like I'm aspiring to be like, No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that mean, like you, you know, I think you could fall at any part of the globe and, and know someone, right? 
So if someone like you is still saying that there's more people to meet, bro, what's that leave for me, bro? Yeah, what's that leave for people that I haven't aren't been to West out? Africa? I haven't been to West Africa. <laughs> you think I've been to West Africa? I haven't been to West Africa. Right. Ghana, 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 Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria right, right. right? All right, boom. I haven't been over there. Like, you know, I haven't You're been. Right. I haven't been to Australia. You're right, brother. You know, I haven't been to Asia. You know, and that's not to say that like this is more so just like you know just individuals and peoples oh, and no, cultures cultures to yeah. understand like you know like and understand that there's you know black people that live there too right they're like ha- having experience and so it's like you know like tbd to be mm. continued to be determined right. you know you know we'll, we'll sh- we shall see and along the way you know i'm pretty sure that like you know i'll find somebody to be along tag along listen you know, with me you know the whole kind of vibe listen man i, I think you know from what I know, or settle it down. Maybe I just stay at home and just like. There we, yeah, that's another to, thing. That's another you know, thing. Right? That's, that's something that I think, you know, obviously, uh, it can be challenging. It can be challenging, but I'm I'm super confident that you'll figure that out. Um, you're a great dude. I'm sure that you would make an awesome father. Sounds right? bro. Sounds bro. Yeah, man. Um, and and you know, and I'm just really happy for you in that. It seems like you're accepting the present and that's and that and you know that that is something that i think you know i think all people should aspire to it's like yeah. just focus on the present because this is all this is all that you have yeah yeah you know like anything can happen tomorrow yeah, you know 2020 is reflective of that yeah you know but the fact that you have the wherewithal the the self-awareness to understand that it's really about each moment i think that's one of the reasons why you have become such a super orchestrator of like great moments because you know what it is to be present. Hey man, so I try to be, bro. Everywhere, everywhere, I try to be. That's what it is. My brother, like it doesn't mean yeah. Because I'm not, know. if I'm not there, I'm someplace else, and then why am I there? Word, <laughs> right. I feel you, brother. Before you leave, can you yeah. share with us someone yeah. whose life inspired you, dead or alive, who has? Fueled your evolution. Oh, man. Life who's inspired me, dead or alive. Damn. Let me just think about it. Let me just think about it. <laughs> You're looking at my books to see the dolphins? There's so many. There's so many. There's so many people, man. There's so many people. I'm going to have to give uh, I'm gonna have to give props to uh, my homie, like, you know, Muhammad Ahmad, DJ Moment, man. Because, mm. like, you know, he's definitely, like, been a real, you know, connector and, and catalyst and just been somebody that I've been able to connect with and, you know, build with, mm. you know, multiple levels. It's like, you know, a friend, a brother, like a mentor mm. and somebody. So it's like, you know, and, and his, you know, his growth and, you know, as he continues to kind of like do things, you know, he like brings me along and he pushes me, you know, alongst the way, you right. know. So he's been like a, a, a really, you know, like big person that kind of like, you know, is, is inspired and, you know, like, you know, I feel that I've been able to add to his life and he's been able to add, add as well. So I think, like, that's a real, it's a real interesting dynamic to be able to, like, you know, have somebody to inspire you and, you know, you be able to, like, feel in the same, you know, moment that you're like, yo, you've been able to, like, you know, have an impact as well. And I see it, you know, but I also see there's, like, a lot more that we can kind of, like, do, man. So mm. I think that's, you know, that was me just going through the Rolodex, right, right, right. you know, real quick. Interesting. You know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have anyone else, or you want to leave it at that? Damn, you want me to get just what? one more? You know, one like, more. You know, someone that that you know. Let's say, despite the fact that that was beautiful, 
Um, was it good enough, Charlie? Was it good no, enough? No, I'm just saying, you know, I, I want to know because obviously, you know, in your early stages, because you met MoMA, you know, you were far into adulthood. Yeah. Right, but I'm talking about those times where you were like, yo, like, when I was young and you was trying to figure it out and you're looking for a role model, you're looking for someone to be like, uh, I can be like that person. Man, yo, bro, it's, you know, like, it sounds crazy, you know, like, but it's so interesting that, like, I just look and find and connect with people. Who was I looking to when I was younger? And it's okay if you don't have that, because you maybe know, you get inspired by things, people. Yo, I, like, I'm just like, who was I looking to when I was, like, younger? Who was I aspiring to, like, you know, like, man, I might have just been looking in the mirror, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Made it out, Mamba out, Mamba out. Yeah, because yeah, you know I wrote, you know I wrote Mark's yearbook when we were in high school, right? When we were in high school, I was like, when we always like, we always was like, yo, you know, like the girls we were into, they were really into us, you know. And I was like, I wrote in his yearbook, and I was like, don't worry about it, Mark. You know, all the girls we could have, we gonna get them. You know, like it was like a aspirational right. kind of like vibe so I, I don't know man I think like I always was like you sounded like Snoop Dogg man when you know you, I was just like and it wasn't I don't know like I can't you know I'm, I might be drawing a blank right. real quick real no, hard but, but you know on a base level I think like you know you know if I really want to like bring it bring it bring it really bring it back and like think about it you know it, it probably would just be my mom mm. that's really and truly 100% mm. who would be you know, like, she always would drop the line, like, you can't love yourself. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Mm. You know, and she, you know, on her own would go through her own, <clears throat> you know, levels of situations and dealings, whether it be through my dad or whether it be, like, her just kind of being a single mom. Right. And she never really kind of, like, she just kind of, like, you know, just was just like going when she going. Tough it out. Yeah. You know, and she had me when she was, like, you know, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, like, are, like, you know, in the same kind of, like, wave or energy of, like, when we connect with. And so, you know, she definitely was somebody that, like, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't even, put it like this. I don't think it it was, like, oh, I'm aspiring to be. It was most, like, just make sure that, like, I didn't let her down. Mm. You know? You know, so, which I think you know, in and itself is just, like. You know, it's own thing. So, what's her shout name? Out, what's her name? Yeah, her shout name, out to her. Her name is the flowers Hyacinth. 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 Shout out to Hyacinth. Yeah. So you know, yeah. we you know beautiful like, name, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's the name of the flowers. So like, yeah, you know, Mo was inspiration. I was inspiration. <laughs> My mom was inspiration. Okay, I got you, man. There we well, thank go. You, thank you. Put man. them on the team. <laughs> Put them on the teams. Let's go. Let's that go. three versus any three. Yo, any three. Gotcha. We're winning. Gotcha, We're winning. Brother. My we brother, where can we find you? Instagram, Twitter. She is. Well, you know, I think everything, you know, is, uh, you know, Maine, J. Buchanan, M-A-I-N-E-J-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N. That's basically it. You know, mm. I've luckily been able to, like, tag all those handles yeah. <laughs> whenever new things pop up. That's what's so, up, brother. So, Find me on all those things, you know. <laughs> My guy, man, this yeah. was fun, man. It's, I've always seen you as a consistent, vibrant soul. Yeah. Thank you for being you, for the great moments you've orchestrated and continue Yo. to orchestrate. Shouts to you, bro. Keep keep this 
Keep it going, bro. I will, man. Set up is nice. I will. Hey, man. Nice it's only going to get better, man. You know yeah. why? Because I look in the mirror. <laughs> you can have it. It's yours, bro. It's yours. Is it? It's yours. Oh, that's a good line, bro. <laughs> My brother, I appreciate you, champ. To many Let's more, man. It. I ain't got no more drip. Oh, man, you finished me, Callan. Okay. Sipped it all. Right, oh, wait, I got another drip. I got another drip, drip, We always got drip, drip. That's what it is, bro. Good night, man. Easy. I guess we have sushi now, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> Same as hungry. We got to Yo, eat sushi. Let's do it. Good night, y'all. Yeah.